Yay, we synced up the podcast again. It's a podcast. We're getting a better real at this. life podcast. <laughs> is, is that like an internet mail? Yes, an internet ah. mail. Ah, very How did nice. you know? Um, you know, my, my son is very good with computers and he, uh, you know, he helps me set up things like, uh, have you heard of this website called thefacebook.com? What are we doing to ourselves right now? I don't know. Bad thing. <laughs> we're, 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 like we should it. not be committing to this. It's no, terrible, we shouldn't be. <laughs> terrible idea. Oh, man. Oh, God. <sighs> the best jokes are terrible. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, right, so let's, so let's actually get this started. So, so uh, do we want to, I don't know, can I hop into my complaints about life in the universe and everything? Yeah, sure. This is, uh, okay. this is the grievance People have been telling now. me what to do more so than usual and it's starting to drive me a bit nutty. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Keith, did you see mm -hmm. the uh, image I linked to the podcast? Oh, yeah. Discussion? So, you, so you did an AMA, right? For your uh, 100,000. Well, By the way, 100,000 subscribers. Right Yay! Yeah, Wanda got 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Instead of instead yeah. of being happy about that, we're going to complain. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I have to complain. Uh, so YouTube's supposed to be uh, sending me a link to like how I can get my play button. Nothing. No surprise. Mm -hmm. Not really, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Is the silver play I, I button 100,000? Yeah. yeah, when you hit 100,000, you get the silver play button, but there's... There's nothing. There. Then you literally have to multiply your channel by ten to get to to get the next one. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm 10. just gonna have to wait for a while, I guess. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> I what guess like. So. I'm not entirely sure like what the exact uh, requirements are to get the thing to show up, other than hit a hundred thousand. I think mm -hmm. they have to it, like. I actually think they have to do it manually. Like, mm -hmm. um, there's, there's already so, the weird thing where possibly. YouTube has to wait an entire month to tally up your ad revenue, then wait an entire extra month to pay you that previous month's ad yeah. revenue. So who knows how long a play button might take to be noticed. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, according to some hearsay that I had, they do it so manually that, like, they they send out the links to uh, to confirm that, like, you know, this is... Uh, sign mm -hmm. up here to get your, your button. So uh, they, they have to do that manually. But then they have to make them manually, and apparently they kind of wait until a number of people oh, hit the milestone. Because not that yeah, many they do people have to hit on it. it makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. But like, uh, it'd be really nice if they were really, mm -hmm. really uh, communicative this. about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I bet I bet people I, hit a hundred thousand all the time compared to a million, though. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, that's that's totally true. Um, I will You'll get say it just though, in time uh, for when you reach a million, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll probably get it by the time I'm at like 110, 120,000 or something like that, but we'll see. Um, it's might take a while. I'm mm. I'm in no rush though. I'm halfway tempted to send it to my parents just so I don't have to worry about moving it because apparently the frames are utter garbage. Mm. So it's like, uh, I mean, if I can just not have to worry about lugging this glass case around with a priceless life artifact. <laughs> <laughs> like winning an nice. a, a Olympic gold medal, but it's made out of like that uh, Christmas guilt, and it's just got a chocolate <laughs> I thought you center. Said Christmas guilt. <laughs> I mean, for bird, it's the same thing. Well, that's that's for Catholic Christmas, right? And Jewish. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard, a little bit. 
Anyway, so you were going to complain about things, Wander? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, now that I've hit 100,000, for whatever reason, I, pure coincidence probably, I've had like an influx of people trying to like tell me how to run my channel. Usually people like don't say anything, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Or like it's the like, play more scrap mechanic, but these are like people that are giving me like in-depth critiques on like yeah. how to do what I do. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is not warranted, appreciated, or... Even like logical from your perspective, so uh, I'm just gonna—I don't know. I guess I'm not gonna throw it up on my webcam because it would be impossible to read. I'm just gonna read it out loud. Mm -hmm. So to quote, just saying, eight plus videos a day is far too much. Try three videos a day. And I checked your channel, and it's good, but not getting enough views. You average 500 plus views per video. Well, 10% would be uh, 10,000 views per video. Which I mean, technically, he's not wrong. If I actually did like one view uh, video a day, I'd probably get more views views per uh mm. per video i don't really it's see just... a lot of channels get 10 th get 10 percent views though if they're let's play no. channels i yeah. i see it if they're big like markiplier yeah jesse that's, cox that's when you're so big that your channel Drake tends Gast. to get outside even though it's even though the videos are brand new they get like crazy spam views yeah from outsiders just because it's so big that it shows on the front page and random people are watching it that don't subscribe to anybody but yep. uh, I've never really seen... Generally, I don't see Let's Players that even get 10% of their subscribers per video. It's really like the more review or creative works or like original content style channels. Like review... Like uh, yeah. people that like do like, let's review this week's video, this week's movies and an unedited vlog. Mm -hmm. And people that do Let's Plays tend to get lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, uh, I, I had to well, look at the Well, that's just the mark channel. of somebody who knows like rules of thumb and has... That's about it. <laughs> I had to just look at the guy's channel to, you know, see, like, you know, who is this person giving me the the advice? And he gets like, I'm going to say 30 view views per video and mm -hmm. 300 subs. And I'm just like, oh, Ow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. A lot of like, people try to tell you how to run your channel, but there are always people that mm -hmm. don't know what they're they don't know much about it. And they usually like watch some game theory video about subscriber burn and take it for verbatim, even though most of those videos that are just... That video has been uh, the fucking so, worst yeah, it's for been years. So, I'm not going to say damaging to me, but like mm -hmm. it's been the kind of consistent nightmare for me. Where people <laughs> are just like, subscriber burn, you you must be suffering from subscriber burn. I'm like, I'm doing great. Yep. <laughs> what are uh -huh. you talking about? I, for, me, for a while, for I was getting more views than the completionist. Oh, jeez. But yeah, he, I, really, he just doesn't get a whole lot of views. Uh, he supplements with, like, live streams and a secondary channel, but still. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, um... For me, like, it's just... The, yeah, there's the video about subscriber burn. There's Jim Sterling's video about playing copyright people against each other by spamming your video with other copyright sources. And then there's also every video ever complaining about Nintendo's YouTube policies that have all combined yeah. to just the average person having Make super misleading an and inconsistent yeah. <laughs> information about how YouTube works, but then they tell mm -hmm. YouTubers how to YouTube based on their weird information. But, like, we do it all day. We, 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 we're we just going to know more about this stuff. You don't need to, <laughs> like, try to mm -hmm. teach us. If you if you want to tell us when games come out, that can be useful. Sometimes it's a surprise, yeah. like how freaking Shovel Knight suddenly got its newest expansion on the on the Nintendo Switch. And I had no idea that was happening because there are so many other games coming out around now. But yeah, yeah. We, we mostly know how to do YouTube. We do do it a lot. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm frustrated that came out. <laughs> 
Because yeah. I, I, I maxed out my schedule and had things figured out and I chose specific things to cut to finally make my schedule work for the month. Then I find out that the Shovel Knight Spectre thing came out on Switch and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> there's always more. <laughs> did you uh, did you end up covering it or nah? No, I, I just don't have time. I'll get to it yep. as soon as I can. Because totally, I, I love totally Shovel Knight and Plague of Shadows mm-hmm. was fantastic. Plague of Shadows was better than than the original Shovel Knight campaign probably. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting how they completely rework the entire character fundamentally, so you just are playing a different game, even though it's like the yep. same Wait, tile so sets and stuff. This is this is the first of the like kind of DLC, right? This, this is the second or, one. This is oh, the this second is the one, second. yeah. Because okay, there was yeah. the co-op one where you played as like the Plague Knight and stuff, and it was well, no, cool. the co-op was separate. Separate. So yeah, first there was right. amiibo Sorry. based. Yeah, there was yeah. the original Shovel Knight release, and then to go with the Shovel Knight amiibo for the Wii U, you could get yep. unlock a co-op mode by scanning it. But then also they added Plague of Shadows to all platforms for free, where you play as Plague mm-hmm. Knight, which is one of the bosses of the game, but he f- fundamentally controls differently. Because you, you... Yeah, he have, doesn't have, what, upgrades? What but happens is... He has, is like, a you, bunch of moves? He throws potions at people, basically. Mm-hmm. And you and what happens is you uh, you have three separate equipment slots for how your potion works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casing and the ingredient or something, like, three different little things. One of them, the casing affects how it moves when you press the throw button. So you can make it a straight, like... A straight projectile attack like Mega Man or an arcing mortar shot, or you can make it so that's something that literally spins around you like a mine and like a bunch of other variations. One of them affects mm-hmm. what the property of the attack is. Like, is, does it home in on people, or is it, is it a, is a normal bomb, or a cluster bomb, or is it a, a goopy poison thing, or like a bunch of things like that? And then the mm-hmm. other thing affects how it detonates, which means, like, do you want to detonate as like a vertical pillar, or as like a, like, the, like there's things like that, like this. It's a three-stage customization of your basic attack move, and so you're on the fly switching out your your customized move, both for helping you navigate environments because some of these uh, t- ways of throwing stuff can clear project uh, midair obstacles or help you clear gaps, but they also can have different attack patterns and damage patterns that help you against certain bosses. So it like it fundamentally changes the game compared to the previous game where you were just playing Castlevania, where you had a melee attack and one magic attack that was sort of like a supplementary projectile that always worked the same way. So mm-hmm. it was it was it was a crazy free update for a game that was actually really interesting. And it also had like a whole love story thing that was weirdly well written and, and charming and everything. So even the story was surprisingly good. So I'm really hyped about Spectre Knight, but I just Mm-hmm. Wasn't ready for it because I didn't see it coming. But one day, one day. So, congrats on 100,000. We, we believe in your we ability to uh, play video games, Keith. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, also, I also get those comments, by the way. Like, I had a. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have it, had it was someone. Just, it was just so weird for me to get that on an AMA that I had to bring it up because, like. It yeah. was so funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's one thing when it's happening at random, like I'm on some mm-hmm. random video and some random audience member is just arbitrarily saying, you only have this many subscribers and I don't have much perspective for how much subscribers is a lot. So I'm going to tell you that you're doing your channel wrong and you should mm-hmm. reduce your video output or other things mm-hmm. that I think would work based on my total lack of exposure to any information, really. But somebody going to your celebratory AMA of like, <laughs> I just had 100,000 subscribers. Look how amazing mm-hmm. my channel's going. And let's, let's, I'll answer whatever questions you want and try to spread Get knowledge. Your and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it'd the be response like, being that you're doing it wrong is so baffling. <laughs> 
It'd be like if somebody was just like saying like, hey, I just finished my PhD in like this random obscure topic. And then an undergrad from that field was like, oh, uh, you should have written it on this subject instead. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You should have been a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you shouldn't have written it on computational automatons. You should have written it on like uh, manifold string theory <laughs> dick it, it'd be like as if i got a hundred thousand subscribers and somebody's like where's your geology master's degree like i don't what, <laughs> what why is it why are we talking about this <laughs> speaking of which oh, first man. question keith you're a geologist what's mount rushmore made of it's it's granite the end bye i think it's they're granite. trying to make a joke because they were like because it's really weird it looks so much like human faces maybe I think what, is, a, what is granite though i think they're trying to make a joke that it's like it's is, a, is, it's is granite rock. iron uh that's not easy. <laughs> oh. Is it so, like so? Granite kind is of one of those rocks that's a series dirt? of different minerals in conjunction with each other. Oh, okay. So it's like it's muscovite so and plagioclase, and it's uh-huh. uh, quartz all mixed together. The quartz, uh-huh. and the different combination of them affects the color of the granite, and chemical imperfections can lead to like uh, yeah, like red granite and stuff uh-huh. like that. Yeah, right. And. Uh, Mostly, it's just super hard because it's made of quartz, and quartz is one of the harder okay, rocks that ex- exist. Right, quartz but is very hard. Yeah, it looks like oatmeal. It uh, just yeah, looks like, like oatmeal. It's just shit mashed together and, and melted. And Wonder, I I'm if... gonna flip over to your channel because I want to see how scruffy your face is. You're talking <laughs> about it earlier. Have my fa- I don't have my oh, face cam. Oh come on! No. <laughs> so you yeah, don't have your well, face cam in this room. Oh right, you, d- you never do. Yeah, yeah. Wander just uh, finished up an anime convention as well because we're. We're just going to talk about him on podcast. It's fine. It was um, fun. How do you survive an anime convention? I so for <laughs> uh, it's kind of separate. One, I think Shell's going to want to talk about this next week. Um, oh, but okay. she's constantly just selling stuff, so people drop by and she'll be like, "Hey, you want you know that's this price, that's this price." She takes their money, mm-hmm. hands them a print, so on and so forth. She made like oh, that sounds thousand five hundred, two thousand dollars, something something like that this weekend. Yeah, very good for nice. her. Mm-hmm. Um. I, on the other hand, had a camping chair and my phone and a sketchbook and a pen, obviously, and some headphones come the second day. And I sat there wasting as much time as I humanly, like, could manage in every Uh possible way. And then would occasionally get up to go to the bathroom, uh, snack, or, uh, you know, stare at people. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. It was... uh... (laughs) It sounds boring, but it's it's kind of nice just because I spend all my time working that it's nice to have just a weekend where, like, my goal Mm -hmm. is to do nothing, and that Mm -hmm. is what I did. So I actually have, like, I want to say, like, 12 pages of bad caricatures of people Uh as they went by. Anime convention people look weird. I'm going to be, like, straight up and honest about it, but, like, (laughs) there are some funky people. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know how, like, a lot of people give Ego Raptor shit for having, like, kind of the weird thumb neck? Mm-hmm. There was one dude who, like, oh. the curvature and, like, shape of his head, he didn't have much of a chin or a jawline, it just went straight into his neck, but he also had a really mm-hmm. long neck that started thin and got wider as it got up closer to his head, mm-hmm. and he had, like, the tendency to kind of, like, curve around. reached, like, the no-judgment zone, and he's being judged. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I, I, I'm not going out like of my finally, way to, like... the anime people, I'm safe here. And then you know, I'm like, I'm going to talk about him on my podcast. <laughs> I, uh, shaming. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel a bit guilty for this, but it's also one of those where it's just like, 
he's he was just such an interesting person and shape that mm-hmm. I had to draw him. <laughs> and he was like the third person that I drew. That so was are we going to that... see these pictures or? Uh, yeah, actually, Keith, uh, I can I can send you uh, pictures of every one of them if you want to flash them on the uh, mm-hmm. uh, thing. Otherwise, I'll take fo- I'll, I'll take those photos and put them on Discord just so people can see them. But mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the people, you know how like Legend of Zelda has like kind of funky looking people. They're real. Uh, yeah, they just go of. to anime conventions. They're, real. <laughs> they're like, oh, you go up to some dude and you're like, what are you cosplaying as? And they're like, what are you talking about? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite character from Zelda. But, you. Uh, Crushing sadness. But mm-hmm. so, like, there were a lot of... There's one dude who had this, like, big, bushy beard. Like, it was mm-hmm. impressive how, like, long his beard was comparatively. Mm-hmm. Because he, it was so thin. But, like, it it managed to stay totally, like, I'm going to say, it didn't move or, like, sway. Like, you know when a person has, like, really scrubby hair? There's, like, mm-hmm. not much of it left and it's kind of, like, super wispy? It was, like, mm-hmm. the, it was the beard version of that. And it mm-hmm. was, like, totally rigid as though there was actually, like, structural stability <laughs> to this beard. And it was fascinating. You could see his chin through mm-hmm. his beard as though his beard weren't there, but, like, he's got this ginormous beard mm-hmm. over it, and it was weird-looking. Um, What was it? There was one girl whose, like, face was maybe, I want to say, like, four inches wide, and the rest of it was just, like, hair framing it. But it, mm-hmm. her face was thin enough that you could fit every facial feature within, like, three or four inches between her curtain of hair. And she looked like, um... Mm-hmm. like a hair uh, window? Have you guys... Have you guys seen uh, The Incredibles? You know that like uh, that woman that designed their costumes? Yeah. Um, she looked like no, that. I haven't seen The like... Incredibles, actually. Yeah. I... Dude, go watch it. You fucking watch Scarface and you haven't seen The Incredibles. <laughs> That's the most I probably biz- like The Incredibles That is the most like bizarre Scarface. point I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't quite get this comparison. I'm just shaming Everyone him. Everyone knows there's a specific order you're supposed to watch movies in, and it's Scarface <laughs> after The Incredibles. Scarface it's the only way incredible. it happens. <laughs> I'm sorry for well, being Well, I guess pedantic. if you watch movies chronologically, then yeah, it makes sense. If you're no, like, that, I have no, to start with 1987. I have to start with I would like to see somebody get is reverse chronological. Good point. Dantic about this and be like, no, you have to watch movies in order of release. All of From them yeah. backwards. I mean, I haven't really watched mm-hmm. Scarface still. I kind of watched it while playing Old Republic, and I was like, that was boring, mm-hmm. which means probably I wasn't paying enough attention because I was playing Old Republic, so that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I counted as not having watched Scarface. Although somebody oh, yeah, had the there's also this one guy. That's quite an interesting. Uh, chain of logic there i guess yeah it's just <laughs> so you when you realize you probably haven't actually watched it even though you sat through it technically it's like when you read a book and you read the you're like 10 pages in or like you've you've read like 10 pages and then you realize you didn't actually read the book you just stared just at the pages. the pages and sca- and st- staring at the pages yeah i looked at the letters in order but i did not read it <laughs> <laughs> god that was the bane oh man high school was horrible for that specific reason every book was just like a chore of it took me i would read every book probably roughly four times because i'd read it once and then not read it and then uh for me that was college geology is fun to go on trips on and it's fun for discussions and it's fun solving like logic puzzles of how Uh things fit together but 
reading a 50 page chapter about chemical compositions is not a good mm -hmm. time <laughs> ever but that, i'm happy to not be in that phase right now now i just play video games all day like i have adhd <laughs> I, don't I don't know how that what that as long as you make your ADHD, dreams happen but okay <laughs> There's mm -hmm. an inherent. Uh, I, I think. I think a lot of people who do let's plays tend to have ADHD uh, because <laughs> it of feels like, like it. the bonus. Well, I mean, because like like it mm -hmm. helps with multitasking because of the Truth. the attention mm -hmm. issues and like it's just a weird reoccurring thing where people actually have it. I actually question whether or not sometimes whether or not I may have any sort of undiagnosed anything's because I have zero diagnoses of any kind. Yeah. basically, M like medical or mental. Well, I. I mean, Keith, that would explain now... your type seven diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Keith, Keith, th this is the decade for self-diagnoses, and oh, uh... no, no, <laughs> don't make me sad. Then I'll have depression, but self-diagnosed, <laughs> self-diagnosed clinical depression. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'm nah. sad sometimes. Therefore, my brain's oh. broken. I don't want to make fun of people with depression, but that I've actually encountered someone that said that unironically un before. <laughs> that they, yeah. they, 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 they claimed they had clinical depression, but it was self-diagnosed because they never actually went to a clinic. Yeah, kind, I, which is what I, I think what the word means. <laughs> I, I know people that did the exact same thing. They're like, I self-medicate. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. What do you self-medicate with? Advil. You're... No! <laughs> Advil? <laughs> Just yeah. jam more of it until it stops fitting. <laughs> like you might as well say, uh, you might as well say Flintstones multivitamins for. <laughs> I, I, I it took me a lot longer to get than I thought it would, Keith. What? Just like the, the Advil thing. I was like, wait, where would you stuff it? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was looking over at my chat. <laughs> okay. okay. Um. Anyway. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I didn't listen to anything you just said. All right. Well, we're in the middle right. of this deluge of new releases, and get, and almost in spite of it, I've been spending every day playing like four hours straight of uh of Mass Effect Mass Three. Effect? <laughs> oh, I thought been... I thought you were going to say Breath of the Wild, and I was nope. going to be. <laughs> yeah, I've been just barely eking out one episode per day of all the new releases while just trying to cram Mass Effect Three before Andromeda comes out, mm -hmm. and man. That is a long game. That it is. is. Like, it's not I'm... long by RPG standards, but it's super long by Mass Effect standards. Because yeah. the first game was like, <laughs> if you did all the side content in the entire game, you might get 20 hours out of, out of a playthrough of the first Mass Effect. Because mm -hmm. it was so short. Like, I did a playthrough of it that was four hours long once. That's how short you can get through the first Mass Effect. But this mm -hmm. one, man, for some reason, they're like, the end of the trilogy means we have to solve every problem in the universe. So every outstanding mm -hmm. issue that has been a background conflict in the Mass Effect universe is suddenly something that has to be resolved right now in this game. So it's just so long. And you have this, like, checklist of, like, every surviving crew member, both uh, party members that were playable and every random character that was just on your ship at one point. At some mm. point, they have to show up in this game again, just for the game to reassure you that they didn't forget about them because of the whole save import thing. And you start realizing how much baggage the last two games had. And, like, you could just spend three hours straight walking around the Citadel revisiting with old companions and stuff like that without even going on a mission to shoot people. <laughs> Which is both super cool that they went through the trouble and super weird for game pacing. Uh, Keith, you had a massive spike of robo-voice there for a yeah. little while. And it tuned out at the very end, and I was like, ah, 
Huh. I was going to call it out, but I guess I don't have to I, now. That must but... have been on your end, Bird, because I didn't yeah. get it. Oh. Okay, you... that's good. So, I just to check here. Do you guys know much about the Mass Effect 3 import system? Or specifically, like, what, yeah. ha- what happens if you don't use it? Yeah, I I went through that, sort of, or I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried that first, and then I went back and downloaded somebody else's save file. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've... Uh... It's interesting because so many people in ways that frustrate me recommend uh to start with Mass Effect 2 because a lot of people mm-hmm. say that the first one's the crap one well which is frustrating for me because it has a lot of issues but it's my favorite story in the entire trilogy That's exactly what I how yeah. I feel like no, it's it, probably one of the worst it's the worst game probably but probably. the story I mean, is that the inventory. freshest Yeah that inventory was a nightmare but it's mm-hmm. such a tightly woven story. It's so focused on the concepts of indoctrination and mind control because every planet's using like a different mix we're, of we're that. We're talking about Mass Effect One here, right? Yeah, and you're going to all these okay, little like locations good. that all feel like these like mini Star Trek episodes. And like Noveri is this place you can walk around non-linearly and explore even after you finish the missions there and stuff like that. And, like there's so much cool stuff going on in that game, and people recommend skipping it, which is super mm-hmm. rough. Not only yeah, because it's my favorite story, me. but it hurts your future playthroughs. Because mm-hmm. if you play Mass Effect 3, for example, without playing Mass Effect 1, characters mm-hmm. like Rex don't exist. Yeah, you can accidentally, uh, you can, you, I, I didn't know this until Shell told me a couple hours ago, but apparently if you do it wrong, you can actually kill Rex, like, somewhere along the way. And then, in fact, that's the default bad option. Yeah, right. if you just uh, import saves over. It's, uh, in Mass Effect 2, you can kill him during one of the, uh... No, Quest, Mass Effect One. Remember, right? In Mass Effect One, on Vermeer, uh, multiple party members can die over the course of the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a decision between multiple characters to live or die, and then for Rex, there's like con- conditions to meet earlier in the game, and or you need like certain levels of charm and intimidate to be able to get past him uh, dying mm-hmm. in a scene. And yeah, not only like not only is it possible, a huge percentage of players actually experience that rather than saving him, and as mm-hmm. a result. Uh, what, what the way what, the way they handled future Mass Effect games to make them easier to understand for people that are coming in with just that game is that mm-hmm. like that like multiple characters could die in the first game. The second game literally ends with a suicide mission where every single companion in your entire party has a chance of potentially dying. So their way of handling that is to basically kill like ninety percent of characters <laughs> if you just play Mass Effect mm-hmm. three and start there. It's just assumed that basically everyone except for like one or two characters is dead. And those two are just really integral for the story. So then, like, when you get to moments where it's like, like I'm on Tuchanka and I'm dealing with like Morden and Rex, and a different player would not mm-hmm. have Morden or Rex, and they would have a completely different Salarian Doctor and a completely di- different uh, Krogan leader, and the, the scenario is playing out completely differently and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. If I to remember think- right, though, if you go, if you have generic Salarian, generic uh, Krogan, like mm-hmm. you pretty much can't get the good alternative where it's like much harder or just less mm-hmm. satisfying there are a lot there is a lot of variables uh mm-hmm. the interesting thing about mass effect 3 is it, it it's famous for being the game where your decisions didn't matter because its ending is a game it has a terrible ending that kind of invalidates a lot of stuff that's going on but in the actual game itself from mission to mission like there are spreadsheets you can look up of the logic going on behind the scenes of what allows certain things to happen to the point where like I don't know about necessarily this Chachanka scenario, but like for the quarrying scenario, for example, there is like this big list of different conditions that you have to do over the course of the first and second and third game, basically. 
And if you've mm-hmm. done a certain pr- uh, number of them, then you could get a pot- uh, potentially special good ending, but only if you also did certain other missions that enable those steps to happen. Otherwise, it's just impossible. And you get to that moment, there's no decision available to you, and you just can't do anything about it. You know it. what's really kind of funny about all this, though, is that, like... This was one of the main selling points of Mass Effect 2 was like you can carry your save over and like yeah. do really, really cool stuff. And like there's like special stuff if you do that. It seems like it didn't transfer well at all when they did it a, a, a second time with Mass Effect 3 where like there's just too much branching that can happen. There's so, have so to much make branching. Huge branching. cuts. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is also like Mass Effect 1 was a huge success and they were like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know they they did absolutely great with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say the same with like kind of two to three though, because like two mm-hmm. is they're like yeah we gotta we gotta match it. Yeah. You know we we can't just uh, we can't just have this be another Mass Effect game. It has to be good. And then three they're like shit we've got to wrap this up. We're not doing a fourth game. So mm-hmm. I guess let's like tie it all together and they went through some major leadership changes and staff changes if i remember right between each so like kind of go figure that they ran into issues like this Three just blows my mind with how much work goes into it like it is not only the longest Mm -hmm. one but it just has the most it probably has the most variables of any of the games in the series because like Mm -hmm. there's random side quests where you will encounter characters that are not crew members in this game but they were crew members in the second game and they're not tied mm-hmm. to the main story but you'll do this mission with this character like somebody like Kasumi or Zaid or something like that which by the way those were DLC characters for the second game so that yes. means that the DLC for the second game is technically also DLC for the third game which is even mm-hmm. weirder yeah. but uh the- that kind of adds value to them retroactively in a way but uh you'll do those missions and it's a variable because the mission can still show up, I think, even if they're dead, which means that the mission mm-hmm. carries on without their help at all. But also, mm-hmm. whether or not they're loyal in the second game can affect whether or not they survive the mission in the third game. Like, even if their loyalty rating was down, and they, but they still miraculously survived the suicide mission, that lack of loyalty mission being done in the second game can still lead to them dying in the third game. <laughs> it checks that many goddamn variables. Like, you walk around the ship, and like... You'll have this, like, moment of, like, Liara and Garrus, like, shooting the shit on a random sofa as you're walking by and having a relatively extended conversation. But Garrus could be dead. Because Garrus is a Mass Effect 2 character and literally every crew member can die in that game. So, like, it's... There's conversations between Garrus and Tally. Like, several, several, several conversations between Garrus and Tally, uh, and Tally mm-hmm. but either of them could die in the second game. Invalidating all of that work. So like that's it would be great so if ambitious. they fucked up the programming and it was just these characters just talking to themselves <laughs> and just pausing and waiting for a response and then have you oh yeah have, yeah have you <laughs> had that Keith with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn at all where you will kill a character and they'll still talk? Uh, no, but I haven't played hmm. very much of Horizon. I'm not even okay, out of, I'm not even out of like the beginning of the story yet. I mean I. It takes a long time. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and me being the bush murderer that I am, I would kill everybody before I like I even really you, entered the you zone. You murdered everybody in another game. I, <laughs> Jesus. I, so everything that I learned from Fallout playthroughs pretty much transferred directly over to Horizon Zero Dawn, except for there was no challenge because I, all I had to do was whistle from a bush and then everyone would die. Um. 
It was amazing. But so, um, so I would like just barely enter into, into a quest mission zone and mm-hmm. there'd be a bush right there. And the whistle is line of sight. It doesn't matter how far an enemy is away, away from you. As long as you're, as long as you can see them, they will hear your whistle and only that one guy. So, mm-hmm. um, so what ends up happening is, uh, I would just, I would summon literally every enemy to my murder bush. There'd be a pile of corpses around me and they'd be like, what's in this bush? And then I'd kill them too. And then, you know, rinse, repeat forever. And usually I would get caught. Sometimes I would. But then I'd walk into the area and ghosts would be talking. Oh, oh, wow. Because there's like kind of triggered context dialogue Uh between the, uh, between the goons. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, a lot of my playthroughs in the first couple of days, so I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't already patched this out. But there was definitely a moment where I just like heard two guys having a conversation. I freaked out because I knew mm-hmm. for a fact I'd kill everybody. I killed everybody because you actually get like X-ray vision uh, mm-hmm. as like a child, pretty much in the game. So it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, this is this is, you know, I, I can see where everybody is. I can mark them. Mm-hmm. I can murder them all. And why is there? Why are there people talking around me? And this is like a high stakes mission where you can't get caught. And I'm like, ah. And then no, it, it was ghosts. The game does seem to have a thing where it literally triggers dialogue by you stepping on pieces of the road, basically. Because yes. when I was doing the first mission where you go outside the home area and you're like, we're going to teach you how to hunt by teaching you to fight this thing you've never fought before. Uh, I wandered off the road slightly so, and meandered a bit and was basically just bypassing all the dialogue that he's that you're supposed to be having with your father figure by not stepping wait, on wait, the triggers. Wait. So the triggers aren't associated with the character position. They're associated with the world. They're associated yeah. with your character stepping on parts of the road. But if you wander oh. off the road, then you kind of can just skip pieces of the dialogue. So I was really, huh. I was really weirded out because I was like surrounded by corpses everywhere. And I'm like, Aren't you acknowledge all the dead hunters everywhere? That seems like something you talk about, and nobody was talking about it. But apparently, according mm-hmm. to comments, that, that that he's supposed to have dialogue about that. But I was uh-huh. wandering off the road, so I skipped it. <laughs> like that's, that's those are those are kind of weird moments. They're not like they're, mm-hmm. they're like not solid gates that cover the whole. Oh, open we're world. going to wander through the dead people grove. Yeah, and, like you think that'd be like uh, a total silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird, but um. So how is the weather? We're not talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's over forever now. I did find it really weird uh without giving much spoilers or anything. The game contextualizes mm-hmm. some grand challenge that you're going to train all your life for to be prepared prepared for so that you can try to become a proper clansman and all the other people are all uh training their whole lives and like you can't handle mm-hmm. this. I trained my whole life for this. You're not worthy and stuff like that, but it amounts to just being like a fo- uh you hunt one you hunt one barely hostile creature and then you do a foot race and then you're done and and you're like you won you won the proving Uh and i'm like you trained your life for that you ran for a while i (laughs) like i know you have to be in good shape but that's not what i was (laughs) the thing you had to you think the Mm -hmm. thing you do right before the proving to train for the proving is way more dangerous than anything that happens in the proving (laughs) i actually had about the same problem Mm -hmm. uh though it bugged me more because uh, with the dialogue, did you have you ever had it where the dialogue like overlaps on itself a bunch, or no? Mm, nope, but it's happen- It's definitely having a mass effect. Okay, so it happens to me night constantly. Where like I'll walk into an area and somebody will start talking, and then another uh, somebody else will start talking over them, and so I've actually had uh, Aloy talking to herself twice at the same time, like it's magic. <laughs> 
and it's huh. really annoying because like I what what happened that that reminds me of this is uh I was listening to a log and I'm wandering around looking for the next log because like mm-hmm. you don't want to just stand there while listening to an audio log that's boring as shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wander around and find the next log and stand next to it. Except for then Aloy starts talking to herself. And then Mm -hmm. uh, this other character that's effectively Cortana later starts talking as well. And then Aloy starts responding to him as well as her listening to a log and talking to herself about the environment (laughs) that she's currently in. And I'm sitting there being like, I can't hear anything. And then some dudes popped up, like some enemy dudes. And they're talking now, and it's like the log finishes <laughs> up, but I've got like three dialogue plus combat noises, and I'm just like, ah, no, <laughs> shut up and let me like do a thing, maybe. I've had slightly similar annoyances with Mass mm-hmm. Effect, where you'll you come out of a cutscene, and you your two companions will start talking to each other because you happen to have two characters that have a conversation for that scene, and then you, it's like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. they're talking to each other. This is like what I live for playing this game. Then you take five steps, and then mission dialogue over cuts them off, and that that's what you're oh, listening I to now. Oh, I hated that. I ran into that constantly. Yeah, it's like the Mass game Effect. expects you to literally stop moving anytime anyone ever mm-hmm. speaks, or it'll be overridden by other dialogue because the game's so overflowing with dialogue. And I'm like, all you have to do is make the dialogue come after the other dialogue, like just queue it up, like some games do. Mm-hmm. It's so disappointing when it happens because you're like, well, no, that's why we're, that's why we're playing this. Stop it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, did you recognize the voice actor for the protagonist? Yeah, it's um Ash- Ashley Birch. Yeah, going up in the world, huh? <laughs> I good from for a, her, I guess. From a YouTube internet series to Borderlands, Life is Strange is now this. Although she's also like an anime voice actor, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta give it. I I gotta give her credit. She uh she found her way into the industry and mm. has. Isn't she? A I writer, mean, she's not though? bad at it. Yeah. If she's super worse, rec- I think she's I'd super care recognizable more, but... though. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say. I don't think she had to work herself up in the industry. I think she pretty well, much. Well, yeah, I mean, she wrote, I mean, wrote I mean, for Adventure I mean, Time, right? I mean, her voice is recognizable. Like Horizon Zero uh, Dawn guess, sounds yeah. exactly like Aloy. Like, Aloy sounds exactly like Chloe from Life is mm-hmm. Strange. But like, but like Nolan North sounds like Nolan North with mild variations. Yeah. So. Well, except for when he doesn't. Is that thing where like <laughs> like like every now and then Nolan nice North apology. Well, it's it's like when Nolan North and Jennifer Hale can both just do the Jennifer Hale and Nolan North thing, like, mm-hmm. uh, like Commander Shepard sounds exactly like uh, Green Lantern's girlfriend from the Green Lantern three D three D cartoon series because it's mm-hmm. just the Jennifer Hale voice. But like, I didn't recognize Jennifer Hale outright when I played Bioshock Infinite, for example, and Nolan North mm-hmm. I didn't recognize when he was playing one of the main villains I that show up over point. the course of uh, uh, mm-hmm. Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Like th- that's the thing is like in The Last of Us, they weirdly Naughty Dog has been trading off like who plays the friend, who plays the protagonist, and who plays the antagonist between Nolan North and Troy Bo- Troy Baker for a bit. And since Troy Baker's Last of Us protagonist, then like the villain turns out to be Nolan North. But I did I I found that out afterwards. But some but like- every now and then they just use the same voice, and it's weird to have it back to back like that. Like it's just the mm-hmm. it's just Ashley Birch talking basically. I guess I don't know. I still respect it because it's cool. Yeah. And also, I'd like to do the same thing maybe as a retirement plan. <laughs> I'm going to retire to become a voice actor. Yeah, why not? Uh... I mean, look, I I can only play video games for the internet for so long, probably. Sure, let's, hear, let, let's hear some of your voices. How, can, you do a, can you do a mob boss? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what? like, I, I, I'm going to be about, totally honest, can you though. Do the, can you I, do the Arena Lord from uh, Oblivion? I have actually been doing, like, a, a lot of uh, voice acting. Amateur, absolutely, but, like, still voice acting <laughs> mm-hmm. for um, uh, for Night in the Woods and, uh-huh. like, a couple other series. And that's actually been really fun. The problem mm-hmm. is, uh, specifically for Night in the Woods, male characters are actually fairly rare. So, like... Mm-hmm. I can go episodes without voicing X person, and then they'll show up and uh-huh. have some dialogue, and I'll be like, "Shit!" Oh, you like have to can... remember what the hell they sounded like. Yeah, because like, or you can just I say have... "screw it" and give them a new voice. Yeah, that's often what I do. But like, yeah, um, really, it's it's still a mild problem. But I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting there on the like kind of old man voice, which is worrying. But <laughs> I mean, back to the retirement. <laughs> plan. Let's hear. If... Let's hear an old man voice. Listen, Greg rules. Okay. Talk about potatoes and how you, you used to grow them, but you don't anymore. What? Used to grow potatoes. Once upon a time. But then. But then. I don't know. I don't have any lines. <laughs> Dude, oh, I do fine. the voice acting. I'm not ad-libbing lines here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't be both. That's fine. So is the is Night in the Woods going to be the new Undertale? Where it's just no, what everyone's going to talk about no, the because entire no year? No one's heard of it until this podcast. Well, I mean, actually, it's it's fairly mm-hmm. popular. It definitely appealed to the... Honestly, I'd say it's uh, closer to Life is Strange in terms of, like, content over Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Life is, Life is Strange, Oxenfree, and Night in the Woods all kind of appeal to the same demographic yeah. and mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Whereas, pretty comparable. Yeah. Uh... I kind, of, I, I, say, kind of team, I kind of just mean like in terms of like it, it taking off and everyone talking about it for a while as more no. so than actual mm-hmm. content I, necessarily. I think I think it's going to be kind of a popular little blip. A lot of people are going to cover it. Uh, I, I'm doing really well with it lately just because Shell and I are voice acting it and we're pretty much mm-hmm. the only people that are even bothering to do that, which is super helpful. Um, But like... Yeah, I, I noticed I, I started. Inc- I started encountering voice, uh, not voice acting. Sorry, uh, like fan art and stuff. Like way before it even mm-hmm. came, I even started yeah. playing it. Well, the mm. thing is, they've been. Um, they had a pretty successful Kickstarter, but they've been uh, trickling out a lot of stuff for a while. Um, so they they've been trickling demos and like playtests and like gifts and stuff, mm-hmm. and they knew how to PR pretty well comparatively. Because a lot of people mm. kind of ate ate that shit up really, really hard, and it it appeals to the kind of fanarty people that also mm. happen to be the angsty mid twenties artsy people that do the fan art. So, right, hit them hit them where it's easy. I don't know. Um, do you ever have audience members that try to treat you like you're supposed to be the PR arm of a company and like you're hurting p- games by not covering them and stuff? Uh, not overwhelmingly. Most people just kind of leave me alone. Uh, I mean, not entirely true. But, oh shoot, what was it? People get really mad at me when I don't cover stuff that makes no sense. You'd mentioned this with Overwatch, people wanting to play Overwatch with you. Yeah. Uh, I have similar <laughs> problems where people are like, you know, you absolutely need to be playing X. And I'm just like, no, I don't. I'm pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. As far as things are concerned, and they're like actually offended that I'm um I'm I'm not acquiescing, I guess. I've just been getting reoccurring things where people are like like 
Torment Tides of Numenera needs all the coverage it can get, and like I'm so disappointed that you're not playing it and stuff like that. Like as if I'm like oh, so you, like as if you I'm decided not to play it after their, all. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm what responsible if, for their success, and I'm like I'm not their PR company. <laughs> what if you indulged one of those people and then just like shat on the game the whole time? Oh God, then. <laughs> then they just shit all over you. Actually, yeah, uh, really? I, I forgot. This is one other complaint that I, I had to bring up. Um, oh, good. More. Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. So, so people telling me uh, things like telling me how to run my life and stuff like that. Uh, I've been playing this game, Pamela, which is a almost okay survival horror like sandbox game, except for the fact that it mm -hmm. runs so badly that it's almost completely unplayable, but like it's very pretty and the ambiance is good and you know, mm -hmm. the setting and lore ain't bad. It's just you have to get past the fact that the game is busted and bad. Mm -hmm. Uh at least, you know, initial impressions and such. But um it's a horror game, so you can kind of hear the enemies coming. But they're kind of mm -hmm. few and far between, and you're spending most of your time just wandering around dark places trying to figure out, like, how to get from place to place. And this one guy's, like, actively been trying to convince me over three episodes to not say anything for this playthrough. And, like, <laughs> multiple comments with each video arguing with me. It's like, no, you really need to stop talking because, like, <laughs> you're actively ruining my experience here. And I'm like, I... <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking buy the game. Yeah, I know. Really. I, I said that on the play first it one. It's like, if you want that experience, you should really play the game yourself. And he just totally ignored it. And I was just like, all right, I'll just, um, yep. That was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, when you said you wanted to complain about people telling you how to run your life, I thought it'd be like people leaving comments like, do your dishes more. <laughs> no. You no, left these are... your laundry for Shell to do. <laughs> these are these are people that don't quite realize that I am not their monkey. Mm. Yeah, and they consistently don't realize no, I mean, this fact. It's it's really interesting how like people will view complete strangers on the internet that make content for them, and like they either think that they're their bitch or they think they're their best friend, or they have a mature understanding of it. It's like those are the three categories. They're either like, yeah, you yeah, need to do everything the way I envision you should be doing it, or, hey, yeah, we've, like, I'm gonna act like we've known each other for years, person that I've talked to for a week, and then I'm gonna leave this channel and never talk to you again in, like, four <laughs> days. Or they're, like, a normal person. Yeah, and the and what the, the, the issue that happens there is that the normal state of being on YouTube is also to not comment. So right. the normal people are silent. And so you don't know you. Yes. So you get a disproportionate exposure to, to the crazies on both sides, which is like people being really abrasively demanding or rude for no real reason and for mm -hmm. or for unreasonable reasons. And then people like who are way too into you sometimes like yeah. every now and then yeah. someone gets very emotionally attached to you and you've never met them before. And it's very hard to. To bring that back down before it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. And that's happened before. Ooh. Yes, it has. That was an that was an interesting yep. time for we don't all of talk, us. We'll never talk specifics, but there's yeah. <laughs> definitely been actually multiple incarnations of people that get very emotionally attached to one or more of us, and mm -hmm. we don't know them. Like it's yeah. it's so hard to explain that, but like it's it's mm -hmm. what do you do <laughs> about that? <laughs> you ban them. <laughs> I, I mean, don't, yeah. usually do, don't usually do it's... that. Oh wow, 
by the way, Torment's Tides of Numenera Steam page has mixed reviews and it's full, full of uh, negative reviews saying that's just not fun and it's a disappointment to the franchise and all this other stuff. So that I may that's have dodged a bullet, bullet there, there boyo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The PC Metacritic's in the low 80s and the console Metacritic's mm-hmm. in the 70s. But who knows what that is? Because you know, freaking according to Metacritic, fucking Zelda's the fourth best game of all time or something. So we'll see. Uh, I, how, I am enjoying how, it. How far have you gotten in it? Out of curiosity, I did the plateau, then dove directly into Gruta Desert. Okay, done, so you're actually the, going in the right direction. So I've done a tower of. and two, uh, and two shrines outside of the. Uh, he still hasn't the reached what you were so going to talk about, though. Wonder. Yeah, I, nope. I'm just I'm glad you're going Ooh. in the jet, mm-hmm. like in my general direction, so we can talk about things because. Uh, by sheer happenstance, we ended up going to Gerudo Desert first, just because mm-hmm. we were on a tower nearby, and I chose that direction to fly. The fact that I can float, like I can mm-hmm. jump off things and float down, hang glide yeah. effectively, is so nice. I wish more games had that, honestly. It's highlighting mm-hmm. how I-, I spent my first upgrade on my health, because I was taken aback by how quickly I could die, but for now, I think I want to spend my next several upgrades on stamina, just so well, I can do the opposite, um, because... Nice thing is, you can actually switch them around freely. Yeah. Uh, once you get to a certain town later on in the game, I haven't even found it yet, it's just people won't stop telling me where to go. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That's actually the last thing. Have you had comments telling you where to get to the ma- uh, to get the Master Sword, or like kind of this like coy, like... You want to go in this general direction? You'll uh, find no one's amazing. no one's trying to point me anywhere so far. Really, <laughs> there's something really cool I, right over com- here. <laughs> whenever I read a comment that sounds like it's starting along the path for like any game, I just stop reading the comment mid sentence and just move mm-hmm. on. I, I we run into it a little uh, a lot more often. I want to say like backseat gaming is more common maybe with streams because mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit more direct and yeah. And that's why I stopped so, uh, screaming. Yeah. We were we were standing in front of the Master Sword, and somebody's like, you should go to X place so you can get the Master Sword. And I'm like, I'm right <laughs> here! <laughs> like, I'm looking at it! We just tried to pull it out of the stone! Yeah, are Dude, you even watching this? It could be worse. Imagine if somebody, like, four episodes after you got the Master Sword dropped a comment, like, But hey, they do that! You they should do g- that. I'm sure they do! They do do that. Like, uh, you the can, other, you the can other spend... thing is... You can be on episode 30 of a series and spend 28 of those episodes doing one action over and over again, but in the one episode where you don't quite ever do that action, they teach you how to do that action in the comments, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, I don't understand. The, the thing brain? that makes me feel like a, a weird, crazy person, though, is, like, a lot of these people, like, know more details about it. Like, you have to have mm-hmm. a certain amount of health to even pull out the Master Sword, and so they're like, you need to, you should go get 13 hearts so you could get something special. And I'm like, fucking, I'm, what, what, what do you think I'm doing? I'm doing a shrine <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, Am go I get 13 like... hearts. I don't know how it scales, but I, I know that you needed four shrines just to get one heart at the beginning, not counting how much you might spend on stamina. So, like, who knows if it even goes up in price each time. So, like, how many mm-hmm. hours of time do you need to get through to do that? It's like when people talk to you about the end game of a game when you're in like level two, and it's like, shut up, stop. <laughs> it's not relevant information, and it's like it's the type of thing where like when you te- when you learn math and stuff like that and science classes, like they they intentionally mislead you by oversimplifying things and kind of lie to you early on because telling you mm-hmm. even a part of the actual truth is way more confusing. So they give you sort of like stopgap semi lies to help you along towards what they'll eventually teach you later. 
And that similar thing mm-hmm. goes with video games, like giving somebody the absolute truth of what needs to be not needs to happen 24 hours from now can be so confusing without context that can actually be harmful right. misleading information that makes them make worse decisions. Yep. I I've uh, had that problem before where somebody will just give me like information that's not relevant for hours. And I'll try yep. to apply it in the immediate moment, and it'll be like, oh, yeah, you don't get the key to unlock this door for another, like, seven hours, yep. and stuff like that, <laughs> as an abstract example, but, you know, basic principle. But, makes makes me feel like a crazy person. Anyway, yep. so we'll talk more about Breath of the Wild probably next week, once Kate said mm-hmm. some more time. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where we'll almost never be able to talk about anything specific because we will always be playing different minor pieces of content constantly. Right? Yeah. It's just, I, it's just, it's just open. Like you can yes. just do whatever. <laughs> I, I will say you probably haven't had time for this, but um, because uh, because I stream these, I was actively trying to avoid plot stuff for as much as possible for the first week. So mm-hmm. anybody that wants to watch my series can watch it freely without having to like you know, wait. Right, right. If that makes yeah. sense. But then you, but and, then, but arguably the plot stuff matters less and the, the potential yeah. thing to be spoiled is, is puzzle solutions. And so like, it's yeah. constantly mm-hmm. a headache. Like I can't watch anybody else's playthrough of this game right now because they because immediately went so off in different directions. Solutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, like I was watching some game grubs and then they walked into a shrine. I'm like, oh, I haven't been there yet. I guess I'm done with the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. totally true. Mm. Some of the shrines are super clever. Like there's, there's one where you it's just a stranded situation they take away all your shit and they're like good luck and it i want to say that shrine took me like an hour and a half to do and it was amazing mm-hmm. and i loved every minute of it and shell's sitting next to me being like can we go yet considering how pointless and minor the first four were it's been a surprise immediately how immediately more complicated the ones are outside of there oh yeah some of them use the motion controls really well, actually. Like, I didn't even realize it at first. There's a freaking golf one later on. <laughs> like, you, you have to play golf. And I didn't realize it, and it was it, awesome. It didn't work on the Wii, but damn it, they're going to make golf work on the on the Switch. I mean, honestly, yeah. it didn't work great. It was kind of just, like, passable. But it just... Uh-huh. I was sitting there trying to figure out, like, what am I supposed to do? And then... Oh... It was just kind of the like sudden like. Is there a fishing uh, mini game? Interesting point about this. There's no fishing, sort of. What the hell? Uh, you Weird. fish by it's chucking like the most bombs into the water. Game. You... That's not how. That's not fishing. That's <laughs> that's fish terrorism. You can also just yeah. jump in a pond full of fish and just literally hit the interact button to pick them up out of the water while you're swimming through yep. the water. <laughs> mm. I actually get most of my fish from Octorox that I just, you know. Mm. clip every once in a while as I go by because they die in one shot. Octorox are bastards, though. Like, if one of them's in the water and I can't reach it, like, uh, for the for the island one specifically, there's one Octorok on one section of the beach that would just pelt me with rocks no matter where I was uh-huh. on said beach. And God, I couldn't like reach it because souls. I didn't have any arrows. <laughs> and it's just like, like I'm gonna you... walk over here and you're gonna get hit by a goddamn arrow or a Firebomb. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls lately. <laughs> you just blazed through most of three again. Yeah, I'm at the last boss of three. It's like 28 yeah. hours. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's so much time. But it's done. It's done. And you did it alone. I did do it alone. I did it with the most novelty build that I could think of at the time, which was completely unarmored and um, 
I'm using the Mail Breaker, which is a pretty shitty weapon, but it's got 140% critical hit damage. Yeah, crit's so, great. Yeah, so I put a raw gem on it, and it's like, if I can backstab somebody, they die instantly. If yeah. I can't, I think, I'm I think the mail screwed. Break, I think the Mail Breaker also <laughs> has good counterattack damage, doesn't it? It has great counterattack damage. So it's yes. good for bosses. So I do both. Bosses have large, exaggerated attack animations, which means that like half the boss fight is technically counterattacks. So, right. So, so like, I do, rapiers I do and both. mail breakers destroy them. Yeah. So I do both. I I have uh, used the Seistus or whatever it is, the Cadius. I don't remember the, the punchy weapon. Like yeah. Yeah, the punchies uh, for parrying, and then I stab somebody with a mail breaker, and yeah. it's uh. Pretty great. It's like there goes one third of Pontiff Sullivan's life bar. Oh yeah. Too bad I'd lose because the second half of him was pretty much impossible to do solo. But then you give yourself that Leo ring so that you get bonus counterattack oh, yeah. damage and you just ruin I get, people. I get the Leo ring. I get the <laughs> Leo ring. Interestingly enough, though, like even with all those bonuses, trying to like kill Havel with that build is impossible. Like, oh, right. it, it's a fun build, but any there are just some things that are just like not doable with it. One is killing Havel because it's going to take you like 30 minutes, <laughs> even with backstabs. And then um, God, there was another there was another thing that was like almost impossible to do. Man, you're going to be so much better at this game now. Oh, shit, man. Did, I'm you did an entire and posting and yeah, you did a whole <laughs> rolling, rolling everywhere with, with parries and solo for all of Dark Souls 3. Uh, I still use them uh, helping the bosses. It's too, it's too hard otherwise. But, oh my god. You guys spoiled me for the multiplayer. Let me tell you. Multiplayer with randos is like, I'm gonna summon like, like, Laddie's dude lad, and then like he runs into the boss, gets stabbed instantly, and dies. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and then I repeat that like three or four times, and then finally gets somebody who's like, all they do is they just cast Great Soul Arrow from the corner of the room. And they're just like, <laughs> if they hit them four times, the boss fight is over. Those are literally these two people that play Dark Souls 3 right now. <laughs> Useless fucks and glass cannons. So l lazy spell spammers and people that just think that it's Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I hit peak frustration <laughs> at one point where I was doing my mm -hmm. Dark Souls 2 playthrough originally. And I was doing a no summons playthrough of like the game generally but yeah. i was so frustrated against the ancient dragon that i just couldn't take it and i tried summoning people but i would summon people and they would just get killed by the initial fire blast when you walk in mm -hmm. they wouldn't dodge that i'm like what the f what and that, that happened like multiple <laughs> times in a row i'm like you th yeah, this is it's, literally it's like worse. you're summoning people that it seems like they're on their first playthrough yeah right and like so like they, they all they have... get one shot by the fire which mm -hmm. means they don't help or even participate in the fight but yeah. they t they uh, instantly they burn get killed. Embers, yeah. Uh, not only that, but they they also yeah. they also buff the enemy's health because all the bosses right. get more health when you summon. Mm -hmm. Like he's significantly harder, and I get no benefits. <laughs> <laughs> it's real awful. Yeah, and then you can't <laughs> communicate with them either, right? So I, yeah. if I see somebody stabbing like the old demon king, and I can't I can't be like he's about to launch an AOE. He's about yeah. to say, hey, what are you doing? Go! Nope. Go! Stop standing next to him! And then he just gets hit by it and dies. <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's fun, though. It's, 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 it's nice to play that game um, in a different way than I have. Because I played Dark Souls 2, right? And that I played it was a heavy armored dude with a big shield and a great sword. I played Dark yeah. Souls 3. Heavy armored dude, big shield, great sword. 
perfectly fun way to play the game. But then I decided to go for, like, a, a fancy build and play through on, like, a hard, as somebody in my chat has pointed out, uh, a cancer PvP setup, which uh, <laughs> that's fairly true. Um, <laughs> I tried to play through on that. and uh, Perry spam, Perry spam, Perry spam. Oh, God. I don't do that, at least. But there are people that, <laughs> yes. like, I've seen PvP that just, like, uh, L2, 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 L2. <laughs> and, uh, it's yeah, fun, though. It's fun. Definitely one of the strengths of Dark, the Dark Souls franchise is just how replayable they are. Like, because yeah. you can change your experience. Like, you go you go sword and board when you're, when you're starting mm -hmm. off, but then you go the Bloodborne route of having, like, a fast weapon or maybe a super heavy weapon, and but just dodging mm -hmm. your way around all the actual hazards. But then you can go spellcaster right. route, and there's multiple variations yeah, of that. Yeah, I think that next time, if maybe for the DLC, I'll respect my character again. I don't know. And yeah. uh, go for, like, a, some, like, great Solero. And the spellcasting stuff like feels so, so I, much like Mega Man, where like in Mega Man, oh, if, you have, if you use the right power, you just stomp every yeah. boss like instantly. Like mm -hmm. spellcasting is something that's like you can't just walk in and be like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play easy mode and be a spellcaster because being a spellcaster well, blind is like impossible. But right, knowing yeah. about all the spell locations and how to specialize mm -hmm. everything and stuff, like you can just break the game with your knowledge, basically. It was really fun fighting Udix Gundir and no, a champion Gundir, and uh, I summoned somebody. Who just like is a pyromancer, and I'm like, this is gonna go well. And <laughs> they just lobbed like one fireball at him, and it was like there went a third of his health bar. Yep. Wow. That <laughs> was yep. not yeah, the experience it, it, I had dude, when I was trying spell casting. Glass nope. cannons, man. They're all over yeah. this game. They have no health. They have they they don't have any SS flasks for health either. They just have it for recovering their spell points. And then it just is like I don't. I, I assume they run past every enemy and just put their summon sign in front of the door and just grind up souls and help people all day. We had we had an experience where like you uh you just had to hold on with your spell casting a little longer because right around the time you gave you more or less gave up on your spell casting was right when I became absurdly powerful and started one shotting people with super lava bombs. That was yeah. really amazing uh, to watch. Because yeah. what you do is you stack he, multiple trinkets or rings or whatever that are mm -hmm. like your like boost pyromancies and, and greatly boost pyromancies and stuff like that. Like those exist for each right. type of spell casting. And you get your most powerful spells and you break past yeah, the soft caps think, for your level your damage scaling and suddenly your character's ridiculous. Part of it was I was trying to use uh I was trying to use like magic weapon on yeah. like weapons to get like the boosted it it, it really just did not yeah, uh, you didn't use like the right spells to be a spellcaster main. You, and you, used, you like, really need those rings too. Yeah, like you need to have your two rings that are based on your, whatever school you're spell you're casting in. And then suddenly, like my uh, like my spellcasting playthrough, I just destroyed things. Like I was using uh, the Farron Flash Sword for a lot of the playthrough and just like chopping mm. through like as if I was a melee character, and it was actually more effective than any melee weapon I'd used before. But it's just everything has to be in place or it falls apart. Mm -hmm. Which works for our, which works for co-op because I could play stupid gimmick builds that don't always work mm -hmm. because other people could hit things for me when when things weren't working out. But solo yeah, like is so much doing harder. What I'm doing, which is running around with a glorified letter opener yeah. and a pair of pants, yeah. and it's like I'm my character has died so many times and he's so hollow that I assume at this point he's just running around purely on autopilot. Like people are like, <laughs> "Welcome home, Ash at one," and he's like, "Ah." <laughs> 
he must yeah he basically must have like two neurons that fire like once every three (laughs) minutes at each other they alternate book book (laughs) (laughs) and that's the entirety of his brain power gondor calls for aid (laughs) <laughs> Breakons! Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I also man. got the uh I got the um I got the marriage uh quest line. I did that whole thing. That was cool, but also dumb and like not really that interesting. It's it, real weird. Yeah. It does give the, you a different ending though. The ending you... is cool. I read a little bit about what the ending is going to be like, and I think the ending is cool. But the actual quest line is like no different from. It's yeah. like all you have to do is like, like walk to this area first, and it's then like walk a, to another a, area first. It's a few first, hidden and locations then... and interactions you have to do, which is basically every mm-hmm. quest line in every Souls game is right. Noticing to talk to certain characters at specific moments that might be hidden in weird spots, like at one point. Mm-hmm. Ziegmeier arbitrarily goes into like uh, Blight Town well after you have any reason to go to Blight Town. He's suddenly in Blight Town again, and you have to talk mm-hmm. to him there to continue with his quest in Dark Souls One, for example. But like, right? As long as you can track them down, it's fine. I'm just happy they leaned away from what they did the last game because Dark Souls Two, if you wanted to finish those quest lines of like three different characters, you had to summon them for like at least three of the boss fights that they were available to be summoned for. Otherwise, they would disappear. And just uh, then they would go hollow and die. And I'm like, no, don't make me do summons to do the story. But uh, there's some cool stuff there. And Mm -hmm. or in this case, actually a weird mandatory summon in a way, because if you finish uh, you finish Zigward's quest, he just joins you in a fight. Mm -hmm. Is a surprise. We have some questions. Want to go through those? Yeah, let's do questions. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, I have a question for my chat, which is what's in your closet? So here's uh, my keytar. You can see that. I need to hook. I need to plug that into my computer again. Um, you can also see my. Uh, Doesn't sound it. like you have enough keytars in that closet of yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I have in my closet that's kind of cool is the saxophone. I haven't played this in like six years, but I do have and own a little student model saxophone. I think Ladybird has actually never seen this, have you? I have not. I yeah. had no idea there was a saxophone. <laughs> yeah, Surprise. so I have a saxophone in my closet. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. Um, so that's what's in my closet. All right, I'm gonna put this stuff away now. He's like, I'm I want a divorce. Read out a question there, Keith. Uh, first off, we have somebody of epicness asking, uh, what kind of questions do you like look for when podcasting? Are there certain kinds you prefer over others, and how many questions do you get? Uh, I like meta questions. <laughs> it varies a lot where we get like three to eight, three to eight per podcast oftentimes. Uh, as far as mm-hmm. questions go, just like topics to discuss, really. Uh, right. Yeah. A lot of people ask us yes or no questions, like, are you going to play For Honor? Which is not interesting. Or oh. they'll ask specific questions, like, I'm going to ask only Wander this question that's specific to how his channel's running right now, and nobody can contribute to, and nobody else really even maybe even cares about, or yeah. vice versa. And like so those that's are the like, questions that's, we don't like. Yeah, that that's basically uh, if you ask not those, well, it's yeah. probably good enough. If it's the type of question you would only ask uh, via normally by commenting on a video on that individual person's channel, then maybe just do that. 
as opposed mm-hmm. to le- submitting it to a podcast question for three to four people. But yeah, mm-hmm. like topics about like, I don't like just anything really. Like if I knew what type of questions I'd want to a- answer, then it, it we'd already have a- talked about it properly. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of them often are like, what's your favorite of this thing? Which you can only really do like once and then you're done with that. But uh, broader things can come up and sometimes it's just individual topics. Like somebody was ta- asking us about suicide squad and things like that and stuff like that happens like anything that you'd want to hear us talk about for a while and we'll bring it up if we think we can or otherwise we'll skip it probably if we don't have any idea what you're talking about or none of us touch the thing or know about the thing and stuff but uh more questions that are bad is better than no questions and that like it's we can true just, we could just ignore the question if it doesn't work out that's true yeah and for those listening okay. to the audio version, Bad that's... questions are also ones that are like, what if you were on a desert island and you had, like, nine <laughs> bullets, but you didn't have a gun for it, but you had a flare gun and, like, some one rope or whatever? Oh, god damn it, every time! I have one of those. So for those listening to the audio podcast, for reference, the podcast uh, email is fournerdsquestions at gmail.com. No numbers. It's all spelled out. And that's where we get these messages, and then I filter through them. So if we don't read it, it's my fault. Maybe resubmit it, or if you resubmit it multiple times and we don't read it, then maybe we don't want to read it. <laughs> yeah. And then the same person uh, then followed up by asking why the chicken crossed the road. So I've, I've got a question <laughs> from my chat, actually. Uh, Keith, this is probably more you and me, but uh, Destiny 2, have you been like following any of that, or no, not really? I think I mentioned is, the... Is it uh, Destiny 2? Yeah. I, have, I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's, it's supposedly coming out this fall, uh, mainly because uh, contractually, if they don't release it, they uh, Active Activision, I think, it's a uh, controlling yeah. or a lar- much larger share of uh, Bungie. We talked so, about that either in a previous podcast or during Grim Dawn or something, where I, I said that, yeah, like, well, something like that. That sure is inspirational for making a good product. Yeah, that's the exact conditions under which shitty Spider-Man movies get made and shitty Fantastic Four movies get made. He's like, we got to make another one under under a time limit, or we lose it. So just crank it out. Who needs inspiration? So I'm that makes me worry a little bit. But they're probably already working on it anyway, and it's probably just a deadline. So I don't know. I like Destiny. It's really fun. I don't care about its MMO RPG progression stuff. I just want to play through its linear campaign and then then stop playing forever, probably. Because yeah. as a series of Halo levels, it's fun, and I like Halo, and Destiny plays exactly like Halo. So for that part, I'm up for it. I do so, wish they had, like, a, a a dumb mode of the raids that you could play with still the same people or solo, just so I could experience them without all of that rigmarole. Yeah. Because, like, they sound fun and or interesting, and unless I can find, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, four more people to play with that are YouTubers, there's no way I'm going to experience them in any meaningful way. Yeah. And yeah, it was a... Like, I... I'm happy I did it once, but it's so hard to to organize, especially now that I'm doing videos. Like, uh, like I did the first uh, Destiny raid, and I did it at launch when the raid first came out, like a month after the game came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did it without any of the new progression systems. I did it before any of the patches and any of the nerfs. And I did it before the next expansion came out, which raised the level cap and totally invalidated the difficulty of the first raid because you could just out-level it now. Like, I did it the real way with progression and careful, like, team management with a bunch of strangers. We're all shouting at each other and figuring out what to do and stuff like that. And 
having that World of Warcraft experience of like there's like there's an encounter where they're like are you know, there's like eight spawn points for a thing you have to shoot and you have to manage to shoot them all within before it triggers something and they keep mm-hmm. respawning over and over again. So you have like you have like names you're giving all of the spawn points and shutting them out and you're distributing your team around the area so you can all be able to see two or three of them from where you're standing and stuff like that. Like that stuff's really cool. But uh, it's so hard for the average person to experience it, which is why I can see why a lot of games don't do it. <laughs> and now that I'm making videos so, all the time, I just can't. Like when I when I was, mm. when I was raiding, I was making one vi- I was putting up one video a day, which is our World of Warcraft series, <laughs> and it wasn't and I wasn't recording anything. That was uh, fall 2014, right? That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I think that was fall 2014. Yeah, I mean, you were much smaller then, so it was kind of. Not as big of a deal. Oh yeah, I didn't take but... my channel seriously at all. It was the it was the side thing. I, I considered it my side thing compared to sad games at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, the video a day is fine. Sure. I have a question from my chat that I think is kind of interesting. Um, somebody asks, uh, they're wondering. Basically, I'm going to paraphrase it. They want to know how you two are handling uh, Nintendo's policy with regards to uh, Breath of the Wild. I mean, it just takes half of our money. Oh, well. Oh, it's only half? I thought they took yeah. all of it. Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, if yeah, that's you what don't I told sign... them. I figured you just ate, ate it. If you, you don't do sign in it. through the Nintendo Creators Program, they eat more of your money. They take um, all of it. How much more? Yeah, I think I think oh. actually just all of it. Uh, all right. But I, I mean, there's no reason why not to. So, like... Did they true. change all it? All right. Uh, what do you mean, did they change it? Did they, did they change... Uh, the creators program. Not that I know. It's actually really easy mm. to do. You just at, at one point the creators program was like this nightmare where like they were you were basically signing on to be like a branch of Nintendo's PR oh. arm, and you could only play whatever games they yeah, told you no, to play. They, and they stuff changed like that. their wording on that. Okay, I actually uh pretty much they listened to people panic about that. Like they heard that and they changed the contract almost immediately. F- from what I heard from uh downright D pad because. Pretty much their entire channel depended on Nintendo at the time, so mm. I guess I should look into uh, that more then because I've I've been not getting any ad revenue from any of my Zelda videos. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All all you have to do is you you verify your channel with them, and they're like, "Yep, this is this is who you say you are." And then every time you upload a Zelda video, you're like, "All right, verify this video and this video mm. and this video, every single and video." Gets, it it gets yeah it's it sucks. I really wish I could actually just Im- input just like just claim everything from this playlist. That would be so <laughs> much nicer. Um, but what they do is they do a content ID match on the game as they would normally, and mm-hmm. then um they take all of your ad revenue and they give it back to you later as like a separate thing. Just like how I get paid. Christ, do they hold it in escrow or do they just take it and then cut you? They a just check? take it and then pay That's you later. Ridiculous. It's it's backwards and crazy but as they, far as backwards and crazy strategies they could just not stuff, do honestly. it honestly yeah <laughs> they could just not do any of this like right? what's, yeah. what's the total money they're making off of youtube videos on their games like is it really worth all this this heartache in the first place i'm gonna say no, they've probably, they're probably made about even with how much they probably have to pay google to put these this shit in for them you know uh, uh yeah, I I think yeah, they've made I was actually maybe avoiding fifty bucks off of because last I heard it was just a nightmare scenario. No, mm-hmm. no, I that's why I did Twilight Princess before uh, Breath of the Wild just to demo it out and see like, hey, would this work? And the answer is yeah, actually fairly well. 
it's still stupid, but mm-hmm. it works. Very but, stupid. I mean, just think about that. So, like, they had to pay Google. Google basically had to, like, get uh, their legal people to come up with the contracts. They had to get their back-end engineers to come up with, like, the weird system to, like, make Nintendo shit work alongside their other ID matching things. They had to get their front-end people to create the interface, which sounds like it's god-awful. Uh, based on what you've described already, eh, it, it's eh. mostly just annoying. It's like uh, eh. it's like if you didn't have the ability to uh, check mark mm-hmm. boxes on your video manager and like yep. monetize everything and stuff like that. Like there's no but, batch. And then, the thing is, like you have to pay Google salaries to all these people too. So mm-hmm. that's like probably it probably costs like a million dollars or more easily to set all this stuff up and then they probably have to pay they have to pay people to then maintain it too they it does not sound like it could potentially i don't know what sort of cost they feel like they're making up for this but like i don't i don't get why i I think i I think they feel justified with their actions even if it's probably not making them any money it's one of those really and awkward I'm things why, where though? it's probably lawyer bullshit like how uh elder scrolls was suing scrolls using the word scrolls yeah. yeah i mean they have to do it to protect their ip so that somebody else can't come along and make like the ancient scrolls because they were like and then point to it and be like yeah. well they didn't care about scrolls but even like, though no one buys that franchise for the name elder scrolls and a lot right. of people forget that it's called that in the first place because it's like not even that's on the true. covers of these games Oblivion, anymore. skyrim morrowind that's what people yeah i think it's I'd not digress, is elder scrolls even on some of the covers it's on all of them. Feel, and you have like it? a little dragony symbol. Is yeah, it super it says tiny? So. Yeah, it's it's like it'll say like the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Like it'll say that, but it will be very it it is much smaller if I remember. I'm gonna look this up though. Just to double check here. Uh, this is, I I Googled Skyrim, which uh Skyrim? Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. See, it. the box art says The Elder Scrolls V and then Skyrim in like four times the size font and then a picture of a dragon. This is actually pretty cool I, looking box art. I, t- I, I, t- I typed Skyrim, then I told I told Google off for trying to correct me and went for the actual search and found mm-hmm. multiple incarnations of drinks with Skyrim labels. That's hmm. a variation of Skyrim. Oh, I was thinking it was like rum hand. Then I found a naked Khajiit lady. Sky. Naked what now? Hang on, hold on. Let's not go past <laughs> this conversation too quickly. And then I found oh, Lady Bird. Oh, Bird's oh, being creepy mind. again. Never mind. You said Khajiit. I don't. I don't want. No. Then mind. I saw a picture of a Khajiit staring at their own skeleton. I don't understand the internet. <laughs> so, question hey, for Keith, Max have you ever Damage. Tried to look at your own face. I'm doing it right now, technically. Yeah. Oh, that's got, true. I am, I am too. Got, yeah, I've got a, I've got a preview window. Oh well, <laughs> disregard me. I'm, I, I was trying to be clever and said I was an idiot. Yeah, happened. Go home and think about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am home and I am asks, thinking about why, it. Why uh, would any of you consider doing a YouTube Red series? Why or why not? Uh, I mean, I'm unfamiliar with the process. Have the opportunity but, to do yeah. so. Like it would have YouTube, to be offered to us, right? Yeah, yeah, we would more or less have to uh, sit there, and YouTube would be like, "We really like you." So, like, yeah. we're it's gonna like film con- the TV show. It's like being contacted by Netflix to do a Netflix original series. Like, it's you don't just choose to do it. Like, that's like mm-hmm. a that's a whole right. thing. 
And I don't know why they'd ever reach out to us because we didn't... I mean, well, wasn't Jesse Cox in the YouTube Red Series? I wouldn't be surprised, but Jesse Cox is in, like, Uh, everything. That man has his thumb in so many pies that, like... It's pie flavored. It'd be one of those weird things where you're like being picked up for something that's kind of outside <laughs> of what you do, but because you have a personality that a bunch of people are drawn to, so they're like, we'll use your personality for our other thing we had in mind and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd probably give it a go if it were to actually somehow happen at some point, because obviously it's a career move and it's good for networking because you'd be interacting with a whole bunch of people in the industry. But hopefully it's also I don't paying know. you. Every time I've ever heard of people doing moves like that, divorce from the concept of youtube red but like oh yeah how every time people like go outside of their lane to like try something for the sake of maybe it'll be a good move it never is gontron starcade yeah yeah they're like he he uploaded a a vlog finally that was just like starcade was like an unmitigated disaster Right. Like, he was explaining all the stuff that was going wrong with it and like Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes nonsense and everything and like it was just a nightmare working with an outside company and everything. Yeah. Or remember when uh, Aaron Hansen went on to like that uh, game the, design contest so he, reality yeah, he was, oh, show yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. The game yeah, show. Yeah, the that tester. was the tester. Oh, God. <laughs> he still complains about how awful that experience a, was. A, to be th- fair. a three season reality show where people only know about one of the seasons specifically because he was on it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that entire thing was so beyond bad. bad. So terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen, I, I've seen decent versions of what the tester wants to be, mm-hmm. and it's kind of magic that they could fuck up that much. But they did, <laughs> and hooray! Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's I, garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like most of reality TV, it's mostly fake anyway. Like how he True. like he uh he talked about how his like how his interview went in like the first or second episode or whatever where they're pouring stuff on his head, and like they just cut whatever scenes together they feel like to make it to make whatever narrative they want, which was to make mm-hmm. him look like an asshole in this case. Yeah, they did. They edited it to make it look like he was way less cool with it than he was. Yeah, like they asked he said him, that made him like he hated that about it. Like they were asking him about his own channel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then in the uh, the tester's video, it's like he just comes out of nowhere to start bragging about his YouTube following and stuff like that. And they right. also make it and they also make it seem like everybody hates each other on the show when like mm-hmm. he was talking about like everyone being super chill and having a good time and enjoying their mm-hmm. time there and stuff. But they just use but any you gotta, snippet. Yes, all drama, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanna. Hate. I can't watch any forms of reality TV because of how nakedly Make fake a lot of it can be. Like, have, have I told you guys I, yeah. about what happened when I saw the freaking? Uh, What's it called? Those, those ones where they were like get they get they go to places people's places and get stuff that they could resell for more, but they're trying to like bid American Pickers, maybe or like something or like even the equivalent of Pawn Stars or one of those many 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 variants of that kind of stuff where they're trying to resell yeah. junk. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a one where they're like they heard a story that's in the backyard of somebody's house. They buried some expensive relic of a car basically, and they start uh-huh. digging back there. And they're like, oh no, we're not not finding the car. We're finding all these pieces of a motorcycle instead. What are we going to do? And stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they're slowly pulling out these pieces of motorcycle. And like, wow, we got like a whole motorcycle over there. Then commercial break because they're like all tragic. Like, oh no, we're never going to find the actual car. Or that motorcycle. No, commercial break happens. They cut back to this thing and suddenly, like, oh, we found our first piece of the car. 
And then you look at the hole, and the hole is clearly smaller than it was before the commercial break, and the camera angles in a mm-hmm. different direction. There's a separate pile in the other direction for the car parts. They just arbitrarily split the two things separately from each other because they were fighting both the whole time, but they framed the narrative mm-hmm. like they were only finding one and then the other one so they could f- create false drama when in reality nothing was even vaguely dramatic, and they're just actively lying to you. And I'm like, I can't, Damn, I can't dude. take this. I can't take this. I did this. not expect to hear this in-depth story about um, how it matters American a lot pickers. To yeah. I was, so I was sitting with four other people, and I point this out, and everyone's mad at me for pointing it out. And I'm like, why aren't you mad that they're lying to you? It's a reality show. The whole premise is that it's supposed to be real. I hate so, it. I can't watch it. Do you remember that reality like YouTube thing that Craddock kind of almost made? No. Kind of. I barely remember what you're talking okay, about. It, it was yeah. a game you mean, you mean the thing you were almost on? Yeah, well, I was on, but it it never went past the first recording session. Um, I actually want to steal that idea from him, like, when I get a little bit larger and could actually sustain that sort of thing. Except what for I want to just, like... Well, I, I uh, the idea was, effectively, you have, like, a bunch of different multiplayer games. You have two teams, and they're, like, you know, going oh, through that, it. Oh, that gotcha. Yeah. Mm. But, like, like a no, little bit. I thought you were yeah. gonna like do a um like a reality TV show about like let's playing. Like, oh, right, so this is where I'm gonna sit five for the next seasons three of hours. a competitive gaming show. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but like, I want to do that, but no eliminations. It's just mm-hmm. like the most positive reality TV show I can possibly like ham together. <laughs> It'd be fun. The hug circle of gaming. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I remember watching Penny Arcade's reality TV show about uh, a strip search about uh, web comics. That was like super unhappy. I had to like put it down because everybody was like bitter, and I was just like, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be happy, like just being happy over Isn't here. Isn't that where We Don't Want You came from? Yeah, that's exactly where it came from. Real good. Where it came from? A camp We Don't uh, Want You, the web comic. Oh. Yeah. But that webcomic's good. Real good. Yeah, it is. It's real, real good. Yeah, so, like, honestly, a lot of the people from that show are actually, like, really good at mm-hmm. what they do. It's just, it was such a, like, weird, dramatized thing that it, it kind of messed with people's head. Mm-hmm. So, like, um... Oh, what am I thinking? Like, uh, they had, like, a bunch of really talented people that were, like, getting really snitty at each other for, like, sucking. And I'm like, I'm an artist, and I, like, if I was on the show, I'd probably just, like, sacrifice myself early on just so I'm like, (laughs) I'm God, bye. This isn't worth, this isn't worth me being on this show. Why did you pick me to even be here kind of situation? Because, like, a lot of these people, uh, really, you know, would put me to shame for example, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, so, uh, why are they all being, like, complete, like, catty nonsense at each other? And, I mean, really, it's the elimination and, like, the, mm-hmm. the forced-up drama, but I was just like, man, nobody is nice to each other, and that is, this has stopped being yeah. fun. It reminds me I... of how, like, for basically every season of Survivor, like, somebody would just give up within the first mm-hmm. five weeks. I'm like, no, I actually just want to go. <laughs> and they just uh, would try to blame them. It's they would like, just, like, I'm... volunteer. I could, uh, you know, hang out and be miserable in the woods with a bunch of selfish pricks for 12 weeks. Not win. Or I could go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably getting a little bit um, 
Nah, never mind. I'm not going to tell this story. <laughs> well, I need to think about how to anonymize it because it would be like, super duper personal. What was, what was Bird's story? <laughs> uh, uh, I can probably anonymize this. Okay. So, um, one of my peers, one of my peers at work, will say, uh, got invited to be on a reality TV show while he was working at another company, and uh, he 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 got through like the pre-screening phase or whatever, and then he wound up uh, basically at like the sign the contract and then you're on the show phase, and he looked at the contract and the terms were insane because it was like you're going to be. Uh, basically locked away for 12 weeks and you'll have no outside contact with the rest of the world at all. And this dude was a highly paid professional, probably making like over $120,000. And it was like basically saying like, you're going to quit your job at a chance to win like X amount of money and like good luck ever getting hired again. Cause everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck were you thinking doing that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Like reality and, shows that where you actually leave mm-hmm. where you live to go do the show elsewhere are like life destroyers. Insane. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to be you have to want it like yeah. so bad. Like Bernie Burns was on uh the the Great Race or whatever it's called, but like he only got mm-hmm. to do that because he owns the company and no one's gonna, no one's going to fire him. So you just right, leave right. for a few months. But like that's that's such a huge uh like that just mm-hmm. disrupts your life. Yeah. On top of that, he said that uh, his, um, I think it was the second kid at the time, had just turned one month old. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go raise my child during their most important formative emotional years instead of playing your reality TV show game. Yeah. The prizes aren't even that good, usually. No, they're not. Like... Like, for face-off and, like, a couple of the artist-related ones, I can kind of understand it just because artists are, like, consistently desperate. shafted and mm-hmm. desperate and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, like mm-hmm. that that would make sense. Like, a coder... It's like Shark Tank. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could kind of see it within, like, certain industries. Like, hell, even, like, uh, a reality TV show for prospective Let's Players, I could actually see kind of worth throwing your all into it just because... That could actually, Desperate. like, mm-hmm. help you, but also desperation, but also, like, it's probably just better to spend your time and energy into something a little bit more, uh, <laughs> less de- life-destroying. Mm-hmm. So do we have any other questions instead of just ripping actually, on reality TV that, shows that for That story actually reminded me a bit of, like, I, I just finished uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, the the series. The documentary? Yeah. Nice. Not, not Not documentary. Oh, yeah. Not, it's uh, right. American Sorry. Crime Story, which I... <laughs> I'm pretty sure is actually a spinoff of American Horror Story. Like it's the same. I think it's mm-hmm. the same creators, so it has the same naming scheme, but obviously very different aesthetic. But the idea mm-hmm. is keep possibly keep reusing the same cast, but do a different story entirely with different characters every season. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. is in both the new season of American Horror Story and he plays OJ, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other characters, a bunch of anyway, other actors show up. But like, yeah, but it's it's a <laughs> It's a pretty quality like drama at the very least. I have no idea how accurate a bunch of it is because I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think the trial happened when I was four, and I only ever heard about it. I really. remember it to a point, but God, it was, it was so so crazy. The, like the only reason I know about it at all probably is because it's just the thing that g- keeps getting revived over and over again. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, like 
uh, he got arrested and is currently in jail for what he did in 2008. And that was why I l- learned about what in happened jail in 1994. For, he's in jail for life, actually, right now because of uh, armed robbery. No. Uh, right? In jail for Isn't 33 years. And actually the motivation for this series, as is revealed when you when you finish the series and the credits roll at the end, is mm-hmm. it's t- it, the, the series tells you he's up for parole. Uh, he's up for parole in 2017. Or for appeal, I mean, or something like that. Like he, his chance of getting out of jail or something is this year, which apparently is why they made the uh, the the series in the first place for this particular year. So that that's real targeted, huh? But uh, the <laughs> it's All a ten right, episode yeah. series, and the eighth episode is why I was thinking about that from what you said because mm-hmm. these people, the the jury, were like. It was the same thing as the reality show thing where you're cut off for society, but that trial was like a year long. So those Mm -hmm. people were basically like locked in a hotel building for like Mm -hmm. a year where they're not allowed to have TV. And they're getting paid like what, $50 a day or something like that? Yeah, they they don't have TV and they're just like, they just hang out in their, they're not supposed to talk to each other or uh, Mm -hmm. people outside. Like they just sit in a hotel room all day and they come down a few times a day for like meals and that's like their life. Mm And like they have to go around Holy like a freaking God, field that would trip. Be awful. Yeah, like they yeah. have to they, they they go on field trips with like armed security whenever they want to go to like Ross's this and is Target why I don't and stuff vote. like that. It's I don't like, want to wind up on jury duty. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Holy so crap. Lady Bird is giving me quite bit, the stink guy right now. <laughs> compensation's a bit better than like fifty bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Uh though it's largely based on what you make normally, which is kind of bucks if you really, don't make dude. a lot of money. My my mother gets paid uh, just as much. Uh, it depends on the state, right? Oh, that's a good point. Like, She's in Massachusetts. This is in, like Florida, isn't it? In Maryland, yeah, that, that all occurred in Florida. But in Maryland, it was not like it, it was basically okay. just like flat, like fifty dollars a day. I think it also uh, depends what kind of jury you're on. If you're just on one oh, case, probably, yeah. Because my mother was on the grand jury. Uh, True. So that's also like a different point too. Because she That's was, she was getting paid and like had perks and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, my my, uh, I can't get fired for this, and I get like mm-hmm. half days." She was like bragging about jury duty. I'm like, "Oh, I guess it's not as bad." <laughs> no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, um, I, I think uh, I don't remember like what the people in my life have done in terms of jury duty, but I think that it's mostly just been like really low offense stuff, not like. I'm presiding over the O.J. Simpson <laughs> trial. Have you, have like you the guys entire ever world's looking at it? Have you ever guys ever been called in for the jury? Nope, I have not. No. Oh, I had I that experience. Just, did, how did you get out of it? I didn't. Uh, oh. So what happened is I I get called in. I had to go to the neighboring town and hang out all day and stuff. Weirdly, got mm. seated directly next to my uh, high school history teacher. And this was a year that's, after graduating high school, so this was a weird... That's kind of funny. Weird yeah. coincidence. Uh, Hi, Mr. I, Tillerman. I, I, I say always was, knew I'd see you here. I want to say it was some kind of trial about like child abuse, alleged, or something like that. And uh, uh-huh. so everybody's going up and giving their excuses to get them to get off the uh, jury as they all get caught off one, one by one. And a lot of people uh-huh. don't seem to give any excuses and seem like just legitimate, but they get dismissed anyway. I, mm-hmm. I spent so many hours watching people get dismissed. I actually found myself wanting to beat the game, basically. Like, the inherent part of me that wants to win at something sometimes <laughs> just was, like, uh-huh. seeing so many people get dismissed that I kind of wanted to not get dismissed. 
just you wanted because, to see if you could qualify. Yeah, like just so many people got that dismissed. That is actually that. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see that, right? Like so many people get kicked out of a thing. Like you want to see like what it takes to not get kicked out of a thing. Never found yeah, out. I never got of. called. Oh. So I, I just sat oh, there all that. day until finally the jury gets selected, and then I just went home. And I'm like, that was a, a nothing day. <laughs> but I, yeah, so I just imagine how much like Glamorous. being stuck on a the jury and not like, especially if you're a sequestered jury, like mm. how much that would ruin like running a YouTube channel. Like, what if? Yeah, what if you just can't duty, do your can job probably... for three months. Well, you know, I wonder. They're aware of that, and they try to make sure that your compensation and like laws will protect you. As a juror, yeah, I wonder yeah. what would happen There's if there's a practical if, limit. You know, I, I wonder what would happen if you or I got called away and we're like, "Look, if I actually have to go away for like the projected year here, it will destroy my life." Like, I wonder if well, then you get dismissed, and then uh, yeah, that's it. That's the in- <laughs> yeah, fair so enough. that's an interesting thing about selection bias, then, isn't it? Like, it's it's both uh, juries and reality shows have this cross section of. <laughs> Anybody who's Weird. actually a working professional that has shit to do and will be disrupted by not doing their job for months can't uh-huh. do the thing. So oh in a weird God. way... That means that every jury ever yeah. is staffed by reality <laughs> TV stars. <laughs> no! Which, which maybe explains no. certain elements of why certain... Uh, why society is the way it is. or Yeah, or why certain verdicts come out the way they do is maybe because... <laughs> You get a, you get oh, the people God. that star in reality shows are the same people that star in that Jury. go on juries. The star in juries. Star in, this feels... is gonna be my big break. I'm gonna be on the O.J. Simpson jury, and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do the the talk show circuit afterwards. I'm a pair of Maury Povich. Dude, I I knew a person in uh, high school who wanted to be a professional witness slash like member of the How jury. How do you be a I'm professional like, witness? I know that's like, my you question. Just walk they never around gave, they never gave like, me an answer. I don't think they thought that went through. You just stalk criminals and then, like, try to catch them in the act, but not be a police officer. I think the closest thing to a professional witness would be a coroner. Like, the type of person that gets (laughs) called up. Like, like, an an autopsy specialist, I think, is technically a witness when they get called up. They're an expert witness, but they're a forensic scientist. I'm saying, like, that's the closest thing to a professional witness that exists, I think, is somebody who regularly weighs in on those things because they're the ones that do analysis of crime scenes. I think that's that actually about it. makes a lot of sense. That, yeah, that's true. You can't okay, just be so professionally the guy who always witnesses crimes. <laughs> I'm clairvoyant. I always know where crimes will happen, but I'll never stop them. <laughs> I always know where crime... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird topic New that question we went down. From, I like from it, but Gavin it uh, or Moretter. Hi, Gavin. How you doing? What is your favorite game from 2016? From 2016? God, what even came out that year? <sighs> the Witness. That's mine. Because I loved it so much. The Witness was excellent. Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3 is pretty good. It's yeah. pretty much a tear between I, those two for me, but Dark Souls 3 is so derivative of the rest of the series because it's a sequel to, like... Which mm-hmm. Witness is so special in a way that... Stardew Valley, Dark Souls that was isn't. a good one, too. Oh, yeah. Star- Stardew Valley was good, but I, I want to actually not, say Stardew Valley favorite, is probably but... going to be my favorite game from 2018. Yeah. Or whenever uh, it's, like, yes. 1.0 in multiplayer. Like, oh, I, yeah, I have the same problem with, like... Uh, with uh, Astroneer. Astroneer is one mm-hmm. of my favorite games from last year, and it barely worked. 
and it's kind of one of those where it's like, eh, it's probably going to be my favorite, one of my favorite games from 2017 when I go back to it, mm. and the game functions and has, like, most of its features, and multiplayer mm. isn't, like, a broken mess, and it's like, yeah, that, that'll be good. Mm. Yeah, release, have release be dates have become so <coughs> nebulous that it's hard to even mm. consider this topic for certain games. Like, Factorio launched on Steam in, fact, in February 2016. Yeah, but I but think it that existed. would be your favorite no matter what. But, like, I think it existed before then, but also I th- it's not mm. done still. <laughs> like, yeah. when, yeah, when is Factorio... Re- what, what do you count as Factorio the Factorio release and Rimworld. date at some point? Factorio mm-hmm. and RimWorld are, like, mini dwarf fortresses where they will yep. they will end sometime within the next decade. Yeah. I think my favorite game in 2016 is Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> you monster. Right. For a while, actually, for a while, actually, my favorite game in 2016 was uh, Undertale. But, I don't know. I that don't was 2015, that. dude. Yeah, that was 2015. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was in my video for the, the previous wrong... years, how I remember it. I used it as the font. I, I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, actually. And then I looked it up, and I was like, uh, initial release date, 2016. Yeah. For Linux. So, yeah. <laughs> you're right. It, it was 2015. And I was just like, I, I thought I thought something was like totally wrong about that. Yeah, and these things are always subject to change because you play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll be playing games from 2016 for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got yeah. into Doom. It was fantastic. I didn't play mm-hmm. it until mid 2017. I'm mm-hmm. I'm still playing No Man's Sky. It's actually <laughs> substantially better, which is mm-hmm. yeah, nice. I just I just love. I love Witness so much for its continual sense of discovery, which is why I never want to talk about the Witness. But mm. the number of things and interesting developments over the course of just experiencing the Witness blind and mixed with its beauty and its yeah. elegance of design and its careful, meticulous construction because they obsessed with over it for like a decade. Like, it's a that, hard game to talk about, though, yeah. right? Because it's a, a hard game to make. <laughs> true, but a like outside of like a very small pool of people that I think that game was really reaching out to, I think nobody really gives a shit about The Witness yeah. or likes it or wants to acknowledge its existence at all. It did not make <laughs> the waves of discussion, I don't mm-hmm. think, that Braid did. No. But like, the, but the people that do enjoy The Witness like on a really deep level, like there's not really anything to talk about it honestly you just like gush over how good it is and yeah you just like, like remember that one it. part where the thing yeah it was great because <laughs> you're going to talk to about with other go. people that already <laughs> experienced everything in likely the same way that you did uh-huh. and if it didn't Pretty then much. you're spoiling it for them and you shouldn't you yeah. shouldn't keep talking <laughs> yeah well also if they didn't then they're never going to because it's a game you basically instantly like it or hate it. Yep. You, it it will not grow on people, which is <laughs> kind of a rare trait. But it's like if you play the first like three puzzles and then go, that's it. Uh, well, then that's you might as well you. install the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the end. Yep. You're right. <laughs> but no, so. I, I do think that The Witness probably would be one of my favorite games of 2016. I, I'm going to be really really weird and this is going to sound like i'm saying it ironically but actually no man's sky is probably one of my favorites mainly because i just can't remember most games and i don't want to say scrap mechanic because at this point i'm so burnt out on it it's not 2016 though scrap mechanic was 2016 no it wasn't yep january 18th then right january 18th 2016 that's that cannot be true because we played wait nope 
Yeah. Is it true? Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. It is. What? <laughs> yeah. I, hold on. Hold I've on. Also been putting out real. <laughs> I, I've also been putting out uh, scrap mechanic videos pretty much, pretty much once a day. So like, go back. January 2016. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Or maybe it was 20th. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember. Maybe, no, 2016 is probably when it hit like a no. full. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm, I'm now. I'm trying to research things too, even though I don't necessarily care. <laughs> Does Scrap Mechanic not have its own Wikipedia page? No, it doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. That's not. That's cool. pretty weird. It has its own it wiki, has a, it has but its own, not its own wiki. Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes it harder to look up. I'm at the IndieDatabase.com, which is a website that's completely fucking broken. There it goes. Now it's looking better. All right. Early access, January 19th, 2016. The game yep. entered beta during late 2015, according to the the uh, Scrap Mechanic well, Wikipedia. But yeah, we didn't have it on Steam yeah, until no, January. Nobody had access to that. Like, mm -hmm. huh. Yeah. Wow. They... They handed Dude, the game out think on about the all the crazy so. shit that's happened in a single year. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, demo we're giving out to very demos were given out to various YouTube content creators. Yeah, so we didn't get access oh, so, to so it. So some until... people had it in 2015, but yeah, it, it wasn't on Steam until January 20th, 2016. That's amazing. You, mm -hmm. Can you believe that's that? So Mechanics hard to believe. Only been in your life for like a year. <laughs> I, it feels like it's been in my life for like two years almost. <laughs> That's so hard to believe, man. I, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like what was my life back in in January 2016. You were it was in, before my job. It was before my second internship. I still was in school in that time. You, you were <laughs> you were thankful that I threw sixty bucks at you for your birthday. And, like that's that is how much of a like difference there was. <laughs> hey, that sixty bucks went a long way. I did my taxes, and I was just like, "Good God, how did I afford to eat last year?" Magic I've, and Ladybird. It's insane. I wonder how yeah, many times. A fair the, bit. I wonder how many times our group has exchanged money, and where like the total turns out. Um, I think we're probably all dead even with each other, honestly. Because <laughs> I paid. Oh wait, Wander, I don't think I've ever bought. Have I, I ever paid bought Wander for, for Wander? my art. And you then bought I think me, he um, sent you that Turing money for your, for your stuff, and I did buy you Turing test. That's correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. Though I bought you Stellaris, so uh, I don't want to do this either. I don't, don't want to do Stellaris. This. It's a trap. I want to. I want to play Stellaris so bad, but I can't, in good conscience, suggest it because I know poor Keith would have like a a fit. <laughs> well, he's not here right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> I absolutely want to play Stellaris. But yeah. right, this specific month's real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we said about last month too. Well, so no, March I've, and I've, April, I've been up for Stellaris multiple oh. times in the past, but then we keep starting other games. And I'm like, okay, we'll finish this game and then do something else because we yeah, I don't, well, I don't Grim, want us to Grim stack. Dawn like, was four kind of a better games. post podcast thing anyway because Shell is involved Grim. and stuff like that. Yeah. But like uh, February and March have today. just been like stupid. Uh probably not. But like, yeah. I just don't I want think to Shell stack. would be very like. She might yeah. be awake for She's it. Shellism. Like, mm. weird arbitrary stuff we play with the larger group is fine, but for our specific group of, like, three or four people, we should always... I think we should always start one thing and then finish it, then start a new thing, because otherwise we will 
arbitrarily keep starting new things and then leave a bunch of stuff to rot and then never go back to it, which is what happened in the past. So I just I try not to have us go I into weird tangents constantly. Remember when you uploaded Grimdon like episodes one and two, like the day after we started playing it, and then, and then we didn't play it again for have two a months for a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a shitty friend. <laughs> or all of our or all of our MMO playthroughs that started technically. <laughs> I don't know, man. MMOs. I don't feel like I'm in the zone. I I have a good time playing them, but I feel like I'm just like on autopilot for it and then maybe to you guys it seems like I'm way more disengaged as a result because I'm not being my usual like like oh bird's gonna make a joke about shitting on the bathroom floor because you didn't know how to use the toilet right I lost where the anyway. sentence was going a little bit <laughs> uh, well I, I was making a callback to an uh, episode of Scrap Mechanic that was oh. filmed very recently and that I wasn't in <laughs> no you weren't I was hoping Wander would giggle, but now no, he doesn't he's, listen. He's too busy. He's too busy bearding it and playing um uh, like basically the glorified fantasy. Honestly, flash game that is of, a weapon shot all fantasy. All of these scrap mechanic videos have blended together in my head so much that like <laughs> you make a reference to it unless it's like no wait no shit mm -hmm. drank guy was drank dude was uh, it was, was golf. It a scrap mechanic it, it was, was golf. a golf it was golf dude like. The problem is we we have so many dumb in jokes and like weird shit that mm -hmm. we've come up with that like over the cor course of the past hey, year. Hey, drank dude is not your in joke or my in joke. It's one of no. my friends' in jokes from high school that I breathed new life into randomly it's while playing tomato, a mini potato, golf man. game. Tomato potato, <laughs> delicious, delicious tomato potato. Boom! Just got the All time right. codes for the previous podcast. A shout out to yeah. Ryan Richter, who is going mm -hmm. through our podcast and submitting time codes so that I can have those. It's very neat. Like He's experiencing the I, same frustration that I was having, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. we change topics mid-topic so many times that it's impossible. It's so hard <laughs> to keep track of what even topics are, but people mm -hmm. want time codes, but I don't know. It's such a... Yeah. I have, it's not like a like if we had dedicated topics we're like we're going to talk to this for 20 minutes, that's for 20 minutes, and no divergence of any kind, and it'd be super controlled. The podcast no would, one would probably less. It. It'd probably be less entertaining because of how frustratingly mm -hmm. rigid the whole thing would be. But it would mm -hmm. certainly be easier to figure out time codes for everything. But like, right. yeah, I, I hit a point where like, if I wanted to do time codes for these podcasts, I would have to re-listen to the entire podcast from scratch every oh, podcast. Oh God! And I just, uh -huh. I actually, I genuinely don't have the time. Yeah. But now, but now we're getting fan submitted ones, which are great. That's, that's good. Yes. That's Shout out to them. Thank helpful. you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> It's really interesting to me to hear people like talk about how they enjoy this podcast because the feedback, the early feedback was like trash. Like people <laughs> thought like this was like so terrible and like so uninteresting. But I feel like there's like a certain niche of like our perspective, um, amalgam of fan base that like there are people that genuinely like really look forward to this. And, and uh, there's also a thing I, where anything I, you start goes poorly at first because it's mm -hmm. not the thing that people are already here for. It's different. It's not scrap I don't mechanic. Play. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't play more scrap the, mechanic instead. I stopped streaming the podcast because half the comments were people on the on the live stream of the podcast were just people being confused about what a podcast was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so like, are you going to start playing this game? I'm like, no, it's a podcast. I'm, I, mm -hmm. And like, what's a podcast? I'm like, all right, maybe this stream's not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it'll just yeah, go up like when it goes up. 
there there are there are some people that I've gotten feedback for that say like, oh man, I really love the podcast last weekend, and I'm oh, like, yeah. really? Oh, that's cool because like I didn't hear. That's like the first I'm hearing of it because yeah. usually I just hear like, hey, uh, could you never podcast again? please yeah one, one of the things that's weird about doing youtube content in general and stuff is getting constant mm-hmm. negative feedback for everything despite the fact that everything's getting more and more views and more and more likes over time all the comments are about mm-hmm. how your stuff sucks yeah and it's hard to <laughs> differentiate the two sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah like a, a, a large number of people have just been silently enjoying the podcast and not saying anything or anything but then like the mm-hmm. moment the podcasts are gone for a while you hear about it for example and you're like oh right people yeah. cared when they were here <laughs> Kind of in the same vein, I've been getting a lot of, like, responses uh, to my AMA and some other things from, like, YouTubers. Especially, like, YouTubers that quit when we were starting, you know, kind of like the 2013 yeah. to 2015. And they're like, you were so nice to me back then. And I'm like, I, That's hey, I cool, remember dude. you, which is really weird. But also, it's just, like, this weird thing. It's like, people know I exist. Because, <laughs> you know, so yeah. often you just throw videos into the wild. Like, you get comments. But, like... Mm-hmm generally all of the interaction is there in relation to what you're doing and it's weird to be recognized outside of that like right, uh right. we were playing night in the woods and uh shell was talking to one of our friends after the fact and uh and they were talking about night in the woods and the friend was like hey you know i've been watching this let's play of of it and like so and so that's Shell's funny like, they didn't that's realize us. it was <laughs> they didn't realize it was us, and, you know, That's she was cool. very complimentary, but it was just uh-huh. this, like, really goofy, like, weird, like, recognized outside of my field, and I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. I'm getting there, and it, I don't know. Oh my Luckily, god. I can... Just don't burn out there, and uh, let that fame go to your head, and be like... I don't think I ever am going to, though it is bizarre, uh, going back to the anime convention thing, it is so weird, because Shell will, like, constantly, like, be talking to people about, like, kind of how our life goes, and she's mm-hmm. like, and he's a YouTuber, and I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> like, I'm don't sitting there, me. and, like, my... Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got... I was so cold this weekend. I, I think I was mm-hmm. underneath the vent or something like that, so I had a hoodie on, and it's like a brown hoodie, so I like I don't mm-hmm. look particularly exciting. And I've got like a plaid <laughs> rabbit fur hat on and headphones, and I've got like bad drawings in front of me. And I hear like, and he's a YouTuber, and I look up and I'm like deer in headlights, like mostly <laughs> unshaven. And it's just like no. I will say like as more and more people like recognize me mostly by proxy of recognizing you but like as people like like try to reach out to me and contact me and stuff like that i find that i like am retracting more and more away from that and becoming like a lot less like i'm so much more awkward engaging with my fans now or like any fans (laughs) at all i'm just like i don't know what it is but just um it's just the same thing of just like Please, please don't acknowledge my existence right now. For me, like, <laughs> if it ever happened in public, like, I think it's way easier to interact with somebody who's, like, a fan than interact with somebody who just heard, you're a YouTuber? Because I hate that. I hate that oh, so yeah, much. That's probably, like, even worse. Because then it, cause, like, I like, almost never get and that. And they're like, how does your yeah. lifestyle uh, exist? I hate explaining <laughs> it to people. I, I, I can't stand mm-hmm. it. Because, like... It's so conceptually weird, and in a mm-hmm. weird way, by explaining it, you kind of have to like try to justify your own existence in a way that I don't like doing. And it's like, I don't know, I fell into it, and it's working out, and I'm just going for it. Yay! And then I don't want to <laughs> okay. ever want to show anyone my stuff, because it's like, 
you, it, it, it's a, it, like it comes with an inherent like it's hard enough to show somebody like a funny video you watch on the internet and then we'll show this see, and see them not react to it but like mm-hmm. showing them the thing you supposedly do for a job that's entertaining to someone and then try, like that chance <laughs> of them I finding it entertaining it. So is so garbage video games and you're yeah. like please god i don't uh, can i not have this conversation anymore <laughs> yeah i have kind of like the weird opposite version where like for whatever reason around here people know that like YouTubers and Let's Players are a thing. So there's this guy at Whole Foods that we see whenever we go there. He recognizes me because I'm always wearing a nerdy shirt. He's like, "Hey, how's your channel doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, I mean, it's super, it's super Dude, cool. The, but like, it's I'm, a I'm small here town to... feeling, man. It's the whole point of moving to where the for the fuck Dude, you are I live, right now. <laughs> I, I live. Isn't Kansas in City strip big? Mall. Yeah, it's huge. I live in Strip Mall Topia. This is not a like small town at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I grew up in a um, but, smallish town that was that only existed because two highways, two freeways intersect there. <laughs> I was gonna Ooh. say though, um, <laughs> I ran into my first Periscope person ever today too. Actually, oh, sort of. Periscope One was a famous uh, manga uh, manga artist who was streaming the entire time he was at the convention, like uh-huh. with his phone, to a live audience apparently. So that was kind of weird, just because this, like, dead-faced Japanese, like, middle-aged dude goes by with his phone held out. And Shell, Shell's, like, Shell doesn't like it when people take photos or videos of, like, her stuff, because she's kind of possessive uh-huh. of it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But this dead deadpan guy just goes by with his, like, phone held out, and Shell's, like, moving to, like, block him or stop him, and he's already gone. And I'm like, Shell, that was, like the artist for fairy tale like just leave him alone (laughs) (laughs) and it just was such a weird experience and then like maybe a couple hours later this like small girl goes by and she's like she's doing kind of the like overblown pewdiepie like animated talking about whatever Uh and it was weird because she was talking to no one and she had her phone out and shell's like doing it again and she's like, oh, no, I'm streaming. And then she, like, zips past. And it's just like, what? That's funny. It was funny. <laughs> I wanted to, like, flag her down and figure out what her channel was so I could, like, see if she was anybody. Because, like, it's weird to mm-hmm. in- interact with this. Because yeah. for me, I'm such an anonymous existence most of the time that, like, mm-hmm. running into, like, I want to meet another YouTuber in the wild, not on YouTube. So I can, like, have an honest conversation of, like, you're a person in real life that I don't know beforehand. That's one of what those things I can't imagine doing. Yeah. Exactly. small number I can't ever imagine being like the person walking around in public talking to a tiny device like, yeah, this is my thing and I'm just ignoring everyone uh, around me and like this is uh, super weird and I'm like, ugh. I'd have to, mm-hmm. like, I can only ever justify doing it if I have a giant, ridiculous, like, 90s-style, like, news camera pointing at me that makes it <laughs> super clear that this is a thing. Because otherwise <laughs> it's like super, it seems super, like, Conceited you and have douchey. Too much shame. Yeah, <laughs> like public I, bloggers. Like I watch dude, people that need technically to do that blog in public, but it gaff. looks so painful mm-hmm. to do. Bird, bird. What's if up, we bird? ever, if we ever uh, go to a convention with Keith, I think we should bring cameras and stream <laughs> it. <laughs> like I watch, I watch Steam, vlog. I still watch Keith. The experience. Like I still watch Vlogbrothers constantly, but they some, sometimes they sometimes do a episode in, in an airport because they have to. And I'm like, people are watching. How are you doing this? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you take that. <laughs> By the way, this is all right. Mis- well, it's been two hours, so we yeah. should definitely yeah. wrap things up. This is a um, dumb aside. Yeah, this is like one of the. Oh, okay, fine. Here we go. It's a dumb aside, but I opened your pot your website. Uh, I opened Bird's profile when we were talking and I saw that 
like the older podcasts are still going up and mm -hmm. I scroll down to podcast five, which is the a podcast where I abruptly get a haircut and shave for my uh -huh. mom's wedding. And I haven't had a haircut since that podcast. Oh, Jesus. So oh, I can, Jesus, I can Keith, watch my no. hair grow in your thumbnails because you, you don't have thumbnails on any of the podcasts. So I can watch my own hair grow from week to I figured week. The, the still shot is good enough for the podcast. That's super weird. I actually really, really like Keith's thumbnails. His thumbnails like, are great, but if I put up the same thumbnails as everyone else, then I'm kind of just like... Eh, there was some person that weird, left a weird comment like you were stealing the thumbnails and I'm like no they just all have the same thumbnails in all mm -hmm. the channels that's yeah that's fine if Keith didn't send me the thumbnails the chances of me putting up a podcast drop by like <laughs> yeah. a significant Cause amount because you, mm -hmm. you won't make thumbnails for them but also mm -hmm. won't upload things without thumbnails <laughs> I'm, has I'm that's pretty funny that you can see that though all right, so this is the end of the podcast. We usually end on much, much, much more awkward notes than this. <laughs> uh, how can we ruin? How can we ruin this? We have we have about one minute to go. Um, um, we I, I know how I can ruin this. Go. So okay, I, we're just gonna abruptly cut the moment this is over. No, 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 no. I got a what? story. If we want to, if we want to ruin things. Well, I just, I just, I was just gonna read the next question from that one person. But then oh, just cut God, the no, podcast. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let me tell my awkward story instead. So yeah. at the convention, I had to go to the bathroom. Obviously, normal thing. It's <laughs> obviously uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was there for like ten hours. Of course, I needed a shit. Um, but so I'm there. I I shit. I'm on the toilet and I look at the toilet paper. Now it's there. It's just out of arm's reach. Is there reach. like anime girls the on it? Entire no, toilet paper was pictures of your like, face. It's like. <laughs> I want to say it was like four feet away. I could just barely reach it if I leaned all the way over and stretched. The toilet paper was coming from inside the house. <laughs> but the problem is, every time I leaned over to get toilet paper, the toilet would flush. Now, I just shit. But, like, I don't want to, like, move off because I haven't, I haven't wiped yet. It's gross. And every time I lean over to get more toilet paper... I suddenly get a sprinkle bath, and I'm like, this is the most disgusting thing I've experienced in quite some time. Is that good? That's, That's great, Wander. Yeah. 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 Up, man. <laughs> I have a... Actually, I have a, similarly, right. I have a similarly gross story where... Fuck off. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we had... A, right. No, three, no, two, we're one, end No, we're this. doing it. We had a game... God damn it. So we had a game night yesterday, and we played Secret Hitler, and we played a few other games, and we had a good time. Uh -huh. uh, but at the end of the day... Uh, I I hadn't eaten all day, and I had cake because there was cake. Uh, and still hadn't eaten all day, and I, uh -huh. I assume that's what went wrong. Because out of nowhere, I just started feeling nauseous, so I just start violently vomiting in the bathroom after just walking off without saying anything to anybody. And they had turned on music so they could stop hearing me vomit. Oh, to drown out just the sound because apparently they could hear me, and that's. Fun to walk in on, and apparently what, everyone what looking at you. What music was? Do you know? Do you know what band it was? It was just very, get down with it the was, sickness. It was some kind of background noise stuff. It was. Oh, it sounded like. I was like, gonna say if it was like. It could have been like I, Diablo if it was like cake. I was. I was gonna say yeah. you got like pity caked. No. And, uh, it'd be funny if it was that one Taylor Swift song where it's like, blah, trouble, trouble, <laughs> trouble. Instead of the fun experience vomit. of walking back in while everyone looks at me like something's wrong with me. It's like, oh, okay. And then you gotta deliver an Yay. 80s sitcom I, line. Like, that was kind it of wasn't the experience. Me. 
that was kind of the experience when we visited stainless and shell kept throwing up because airport food plus plane sickness <laughs> So I she like had to throw up three times, and they're like, "Is she okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, she's fine." I was just like, "I don't she have, I don't have anything to say about this. Like, I'm not sick, and I haven't thrown up in like two years. It just, it just happened, <laughs> and now it's over." Yeah, Ta-da! throwing up is one of those things that doesn't happen very often after a certain age, but before that age, it's just yeah. like unless um, you're very sick or you like to drink, <laughs> or you're a baby. 